What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. August 4th, 2023. I am Atrol Pearl. It's time to get in the weeds here on Fightful Overbooked as we are every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here at 10 a.m. Eastern. Whew. What a week. What a weekend ahead of us at SummerSlam. You got AW Collision. You got AW Rampage tonight and SmackDown, the go-home show. There's a lot going on. Before we talk about the show, of course, Jeremy Lambert's here. How you doing, Jeremy? Well, how are you, Joel Pearl? I am... Uh, a little congested, as some might hear. I have a little nasally voice action going on because I'm a little stuffed up. So I apologize for that. However, I'm here. I got to work. And I, I enjoy I enjoy talking to you, Jeremy. Don't lie. Yeah, you're right. I don't like lying to the people. But I do like the people that we get to talk to on this show, including at 11 a.m. Eastern. So in about an hour's time, Jake Christ is going to be joining us. Jake Christ may sound familiar to several people. Well, he's Pro Wrestling Revolver Revolver Champion. He, uh, he and Matt Cardona faced off last night at PWR's Heat Em Up. No spoilers. No spoilers. Okay, he beat Matt why, Cardona. I was say, why aren't we spoiling? It happened. People should so, watch, watch the match. Some people don't want to be spoiled, and it enhances their experience watching the match not knowing how it ended. Well, then that means they're probably not going to listen to our interview because we're going to spoil it in the interview. Oh, we'll spoil it now. He beat Matt Cardona last night, so that's pretty big. Uh, And you also might remember Jake from Impact Wrestling, uh, and the dude's been all over the indies. We're going to talk to Jake Chris at 11 a.m. Eastern. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, Anything you want to add about Jake? No, looking forward to having Jake Chris on. You know, we've had uh, Jordan Oliver on Wednesday from from Revolver, and then now we got Jake Chris today. I've not watched the full Revolver show, but I did watch Chris and Cardona because I am a professional and I do my research, and that was a very fun match. I do like Matt Cardona's bit of telling everybody to lay down, and he'll make them the broski of the week. It's a, it's hilarious. It's it's the same thing every time. Like some people are just like absolutely not, and some people like do it, and of course then they do the surprise pin on him, and Cardona just acts shocked every single time. Of like, can't believe this has happened again. Uh, it's a fantastic bit, though. You think Grado would do it? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Him, he's. If there's one thing Grado's gonna do: take a guitar shot and lay right down. I'm um, I'm talking to somebody who is Grado adjacent in like three hours from now. So you're talking to Drew McIntyre? No, you're talking to Drew McIntyre, Alex McCarthy? No, I'm talking to somebody who may have recently hit Grado with the guitar in about three hours from now. Well, color me 
<laughs> I don't want to say too much. I'm always worried this stuff. I mean, I guess I just said everything. Uh, I'm always worried that this stuff will fall through, but it's it's tentatively scheduled. If it happens, I will gladly take the screenshot for everybody and uh, post that on my socials, but it's tentatively scheduled for today. Well, hopefully you get a few slap nuts out of this life aisle. I'm excited for you. That's, that's fun. What's a good question? I was just going to ask a bunch of Taylor Swift questions. <laughs> That's true. Ask him about ask him about adventures and babysitting. That's what you should do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the thing. He's told like the Taylor Swift stories before, so I don't want to like rehash all of that. I am going to ask him for his favorite Taylor Swift song, though, because I don't know if he's ever answered that. I'm trying to think what else like like did she ever write songs while taking care of your kids? Are any of her songs about your children? The children's appeared in the the music video, so I don't know. I don't think his children have ever broken up with her, though. So maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I'm just going to ask him for his favorite, favorite song. I'm going to ask him uh, most satisfying guitar shot. That's, that's a question I have uh, for him. And then I have no idea what else. I, I'll ask him about Bash the Beach 2000. That seems to be a hot topic that everybody wants to talk about. I don't know if I want to hear him talk more about it or less. Because at this point, he has had a lot to say about Bash of the Beach 2000. Would you ever watch or would you ever work with Hulk Hogan again? Just straight, just that and see if he gives you a one word answer or like a <laughs> thousand word monologue. I want to see what that's like. Enjoy yeah. that interview. I, I hope I hope it goes through. I hope it's a good time. So uh, yeah, that, that's fun. And uh, I'm sure we'll hear more about it uh, when once it happens. Uh, a lot happened over the last 48 hours. We have a new AEW women's champion. You and I sat here on Wednesday morning and said, what's going to main event this show on Dynamite 200? And then we said, oh, there's two title matches. And Jeremy, what did I say about main events and title matches? <laughs> I don't remember, Joel. I don't listen to you. That's fair. Well, Sheeta and Tony Storm, they had the main event match at Dynamite 200. Hikaru Shida wins the AEW Women's World Championship. Uh, she has now held every single variant of that Women's World title. And good for her. This is exciting. I'm happy to see Sheeta overcome the odds, the adversity, if you will, and the outcast. Uh, it certainly feels to me like Sheeta and Soraya is the play for All In in England. Although some people, Dave Meltzer being one of them, noting that he could see, and Sean, I think, said as well, he could see it being a multi-person match. So, uh, who knows? What, what did you think of the match? What do you think of uh, Sheeta as the women's world champion in AEW? It was a good match. They they got me on the uh, Storm Zero uh, near fall. That was really good. Yeah, Sheeta overcoming the odds and, you know, winning. It made sense that them headlining the Dynamite 200. Sheeta getting that moment. Her entire run was in front of no crowd, which was unfortunate because I think her run is very underrated for the division in the sense that because it happened in front of no fans, we don't know what the reaction was going to be like, but she was a very, she defended the title a lot. People were, I, I do remember people were upset that like there weren't a lot of stories with her matches. She had like just a random title defense against Penelope Ford. And then that's when everyone was like, Oh, we got to push for Penelope Ford. Like she's a great worker. I'm not saying Penelope Ford is bad. She is, she is a very good worker, but like she, and I said this, when we did our, how do we fix the women's division? Who do we build this women's division around? I said, Sheeta is probably the best worker in the company. And, and I completely stand by that. She's fantastic. She gets great matches out of everyone. And like, Tony Storm, 
much like Penelope Ford, very good worker. Everyone is elevated by Hikaru Shida. And that's why, uh, you know, she deserves this title run. I, I look forward to seeing it in front of fans, especially now that she's a baby face and should be hopefully a, a good run and hopefully some good stories with it. I understand all in you do a multi-women's match because I don't know how many women's matches we're putting on all in. And so, you know, if you're just going to do a, a singles match for that, that's going to burn that spot. So you do a multi-women's match, you get more women on the show. Is that good? Is that bad? Do they finally do the outcasts and the originals blow off at all in uh, after months of not being able to do it or just not doing it? I don't know. The all in build is still, it's still existing for me. Like there, there's one match. We got one match official. It's, it's a good match. It's a big match. The rest of the card you know, I said I wanted something for the elite. I, I need a direction for them. The direction is we're in the company for however many more years, but they don't actually have a match for for all in. There's no tentative real direction for them. So it's a it's still just a build that's out there right now. What if it's women's blood and guts, but it, because they're in the UK, they call it bruv and gluts. Bruv, bruv. bruv? No, stop it. What are we doing? <laughs> well, what are we doing? I'm just trying to throw out ideas here, Jeremy. We're just trying to we're spitballing here. I agree with you though. There, a, a multi woman's match makes sense on a few different uh, platforms. One being, like you said, unfortunately, we don't know how many women's matches will be on the card. Uh, if they put the TBS title on the line and Chris Dallander has a match, that's potentially two. Uh, but having also Sheeta and let's say Soraya in a match. Do you want Soraya winning in her home country? You know, that's a big moment. And then she would, what, steal the title? Or Sheeta has the title for four weeks, and or not even, uh, you know, for well less than a month, and then goes off, and we don't know what happens to her next. She becomes a transitional champion, which is something that, you know, they, they spent a lot of time harping on, that she was not a transitional champion, but she was a pandemic champion. She didn't, have, she didn't defend against people. Therefore, her title reign didn't matter. I think now is the opportunity to actually tell a story that Sheeta is a fighting champion, that Sheeta is over with the crowd and they want to see her and they want to see her win. They get behind her. So as a result, personally, I'd like to see a multi-person match because Sheeta could get the win and Soraya doesn't have to eat the pin. And that's easy as that. Why Soul Blade says, women's title match, TBS title, no way TK doesn't get bread on the card. You're banking on three women's matches for this show if that's the case. So you do a women's title match, let's call it uh Soraya against Sheeta. You do a TBS title match stat why, against Why isn't that stat versus Brit? It could be. I stats aren't doing anything but random title defenses right now. Like it could be, but they're both baby faces. So I don't know. Again, they, they haven't done any <clears throat> stat won the title. Cool moment. She ended Jade's undefeated streak. And then she's just having random title defense. I mean, she's facing Mercedes uh, on a collision tomorrow night. So there, there is that match. But I don't know where they're going after that. I assume just stat wins. And then Mercedes maybe goes back to ROH or something. If they can get me something substantial with stat, fine. Um, and then a Brit match. All right, wh- who is who is that against? I agree, Brit's probably on the card. But who's... Who's that against? Uh, Wasselbo says one of those can be on undercard. So, so zero hour you put. Usually, I don't know if they're putting the 
the usually zero hours reserved for just like I don't say throwaway stuff, but not the the major stuff. Like you're putting Brit on zero hour, you're putting a title match on zero hour. That doesn't that's typically not their playbook there. It feels like they're gonna do a multi women's match. Um I don't know what it is, I don't know who's in it, and then they'll do maybe one title match. I, I would be surprised. I would be surprised if we get more than two women's matches on the main card. I'd be surprised. Yeah, no, so would I. And I'm trying to think of other matches you could do. I know you're not a big fan of doing uh, any Ring of Honor matches, but I mean, I would argue that Athena deserves the opportunity. However, oh, I'm with you. Yeah, no, I, but and again, but this is the thing. Like, I'm I'm of both mindsets that it's like I don't need Ring of Honor on the show, but also I want to reward the, the one of the best champions in your company. You know, not just division, not just gender specific, but like she really is one of the best champions that AEW has across the entire company. So I'd love to be able to say, you know, she deserves this and she does. I just don't know if at the end of the day, there's a reason to do a ring of honor match at all in. Uh, a shock says it should be Staten Jade. I I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. I don't know. Jade's I know Tony said Jade is still with the company, which isn't a big shocker. We know she's still with the company. Does that mean she's returning soon? No idea when she's actually returning. Uh, Anthony says Britain tag match with Willow against Ruby and Tony would work. I agree with you on that. I could also see that being kind of the, the trios match of Brit Willow and Sheeta against Ruby, Tony and Soraya. Um, look, you could do, you could theoretically legitimately do that tag match, Britain Willow against Ruby and Tony. You could do Soraya and Sheeta and you could do stats against somebody. Uh, whether it be Jade, whether I, I don't think you want to do Athena and and um, Stat. I don't know if you want to do champion versus champion type of things. You probably don't want either champion losing, but I do think both of them should have a place somewhere on the card. You could do three women's matches, and for the for build wise, all three of those. I mean, Stat and Athena doesn't make a ton of sense outside of champion and champion. Uh, but the other two certainly make sense. They've been building for a little bit without cast original stuff i just i just don't know if we're gonna see it but aw does love to put like 12 matches on these cards so maybe we will get three women's matches my expectations are two that's all i'm saying my expectations are two if they over deliver and give me a third awesome if they give me two that's what i expect if they only give me one get ready for a lot of signs that say book this division better Yeah, that's entirely fair. And again, anything that they're going to do is going to be quick because you only have a few weeks until the show itself. Uh, also, you know, you're saying they're going to put 12, 15 matches on the card. Yeah, they, they very well might. It's going to be a show that goes until easily midnight local. So in the UK, uh, what is that here? That's probably about five or six o'clock PM Eastern. Uh, that's, a, that's a five hour show, which is, you know, uh, I don't know, but also Tony loves to tell everyone that his shows very rarely go past the three hour and 58 minute mark. So he'll either keep it that way or they truly do. They do. He's, he's actually not, like, yeah, I'm not saying he's wrong. I just, yeah. Sometimes it was the one, it was out. the one time it was the one time. And he's explained it a bunch of times is because if it was game seven, uh, basketball, Eastern conference finals, like that's why he, things just kind of got pushed around and pushed back and stuff. Otherwise, look, there's still long shows. There's still five hour shows uh, when you count in the, the zero hour and everything. And then you have a five hour press conference 
on top of that. Um, yeah, yeah, the press conference. I was telling my wife, she's like, how long is the show going to last? I was like, 5 a.m. And she's like, oh, you mean like 5 a.m. like local time? I was like, no, 5 a.m. our time. Like, I know it starts at 1 p.m. Eastern. It's going to last until 5 a.m. <laughs> What's really funny is like, Impact Emergence is that night, and my plan is to be at that show. Oh, is it? Yes, it's that oh. night. And my plan is to be at that show to That's go back to Tim's studio afterwards and go do a post show and possibly have someone with me who might join me for that post show along with Cresta. So yeah, it's a long day for for you. It's a long day for the news team. And it's a it's a bit of a long day for me because you know I, I do have to keep up on this stuff. And then I gotta go to the impact show and hopefully get something from being there uh they're they're gonna they're doing a press conference too that week so that should be interesting i'm on the warpath jeremy i'm trying to get an interview a sit down with scott damore why did you tell me that impact is that same day i've been trying to tell people it's that night why 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 does impact do this they run these friday shows they run these running same day as all in just run on run on sunday nothing's running on sunday just run on sunday they they are running sunday all in is on tapings no, All In is on Sunday. The 27th. Huh? The 27th is Oh, a right. Run on Saturday. Sorry, whatever. Oh I, oh, I agree with that. I'd rather they run on the Saturday and then do the tapings on the Sunday. Yeah, whatever, the day is, whatever day is free, stop running on the same day. They, To be fair to Impact, they announced that show at Rebellion in April, well before AEW announced All In. So, I'm not being fair to Impact. That's I, fair. I want, I move your show. I don't care. Move it. It's gonna be it's gonna be busy, but also the show itself feels like uh, you don't have an X division title match. You don't have a world title match because those two are going to be in a match in, in a multi person match, uh, a tag match. So it is what it is. The big match is Trinity versus Diana, and that's gonna be thing- a match. Joel, I got things to do on that Sunday. Who do and I? People, people like there's like personal stuff going on that I gotta only be present for for like half an hour because i gotta watch wrestling all day i don't think tony khan scott the moore paul levesque they don't care about families they're 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 running their wrestling every single weekend every single night people have weddings to attend people have birthdays to to put together people they don't care about people with children I, I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. Stop running so much wrestling. Stop it. They bring their children to the shows. Good for them. I'm glad they're able to do that. Some of these people don't have children. That's also true. So they don't care about uh, care. Think about the kids, everybody, and think about the fathers and mothers of these kids. Stop running shows all day. Knock it off. In some ways, the pandemic was great. <laughs> <laughs> we're all just hanging out at home just watching wrestling taking care of the kids these selfish people i can't believe it uh by the way we're we're, we're almost 20 minutes into the show and i should probably remind y'all to leave a thumbs up on the video and to subscribe to us here at five all overbooked and Drop us a super chat. Any amount get your question or statement right on the air, and it supports us here at Fightful Overbooked. It gets people paid, not named Jeremy, Joel, or Kate. Okay. okay. I'm gonna start taking all this money. With as much as I got to cover with everything. I'm ca- taking it all for myself. I'm going to turn into a greedy, greedy person with all that I have to do. So give me all this money now. The anonymous no I- longer about everybody else. It's about me. 
fair. The anonymous ITW general manager just clued me in as to your whereabouts on the 27th plan. Yeah. And yeah, I can agree with exactly that. Stop running wrestling shows on the 27th. All day. I gotta, I gotta, you know, look these people in the eyes and tell them stepdad can't, can't be there because these stupid wrestling companies want to continue to run their stupid shows all day. It's okay. I'll, I'll cover impact for you while I'm there. I'll send you scoops or something. I don't know. That doesn't help me, Joel. Can you write (laughs) news stories? I mean, I can write stuff. I don't know if news stories is what you're going to (sighs) get. I know. Book you better, huh? I I should say pay me better and get Sean on here so we can immediately pop in. I can tell him I need a raise. You see all these friggin' companies that are running on this one day and can't happen. So we were talking off the air right now uh, in Detroit. There is a media scrum going on for SummerSlam. And you just mentioned like have Sean come on here. And I said, how funny would it be if one of our media pals jumped onto this show while they're live and doing an interview with a WWE superstar just jumps on and they're just like, Hey, we're on in the weeds and you're, we're live with blank and blank Rhea Ripley. How funny would that be? Sean just shows up. I mean, I, I sent this link to a media pal who I didn't know that, uh, was or was not going to be part of the 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 scrum because she didn't know i mean i'll say i didn't know it's big secret uh Haley from from tag talk she's in detroit covering the show and everything um and i sent it to her because i i asked her beforehand i was like hey do you want to join the show are you gonna be free and she's like i don't know i don't know if i'm part of the junket or not i was like okay cool like if you're not like feel free to join us i'll just send you the link she found out she was part of the junket which is awesome um and then i said well i'm still gonna send you the link join us from the junket so i said to the link maybe she will join us from the junket if not if Haley does not join the show today uh, that that is our tentative guest for Monday to review SummerSlam. So I do want Haley on the show to talk about her experience and everything. Yeah, it would be great because that's uh, this was this was her first time doing this uh, the press junket and the media junket. So I'd love to get her her uh, experience. Tell tell the stories of what uh, what went down. Yeah, uh, Haley Haley's out there doing doing great work, and we we support and appreciate her. And hopefully, Tag Talk will be back soon. There you go. Uh, we've sends us a super chesting money for highly and Kaylee raises. That's fair. I, I will. I will give them money. I will not selfishly take them. If you send it and note that it is going to tag talk, then okay. Even though they haven't done a show in a month because they they can have personal lives, but I, I will still make sure they get it. If you send it and you don't note that uh, it, it is for anybody else then I'm taking it all and keeping it for myself. Quick, somebody send $100 and say for Joel Pearl. I'm keeping that for myself. I said yeah, tag talk only. Fine, okay, fine. That's Someone asking me, is Andrew Zarian, do we miss the Zarian or no? No, uh, Andrew's actually not even doing his own show today. He's going to go hang out with his family like a coward. I was going to call him a coward, but then you said with his family, after you know everything that happened with his mom, I, I can't call him a coward. Oh, she's that. fine. The good news is, like, she's fine. She's home. I understand that, but that's still, you know, that that's tough, man. You know, I mean, you. I think most people know all the 
personal stuff I've gone through this year. So like get that time in with it, with your family, no matter if they're fine now, you never know. So I ain't calling Andrew Zarian a coward for that. I will, but I also do it because I love him and he needs to be knocked down a peg. Don't do that. What if I get to Joe pair? It's the same guy. I, yeah, it's me. I'm keeping it. It can only be for tag talk. That's it. If you say this is this should go to Joel, this should go to Kate, this should go to Sean, doesn't matter. I'm keeping all that. Yeah, you can say it, it should go to Wilkins, to Maggie. I'm keeping all of it. I don't care. The only people I'm, I'm giving it to is the tag talk girls. That's fair. Let's get back to uh, Sheeta and the AEW Women's World Championship. So she's won the big one. She's going to go on at all in. What's the match at all out at that case? Because if she if she walks out with that women's world championship, do you do a rematch? Do you, is that when the Soraya Shida one on one match happens? Because you got you know you've got a one week buffer. You basically have to you have to tell a lot of stories really quick. And we talk about that plus Grand Slam. You know, two weeks later, Grand Slam is going to feel like a world away at that point because we got to get through all in all out. And then we go ahead. And there's TV in the middle of All In and all that. So what, what do you think? There's, uh, there's room to do a singles match at one of these shows. And I think that's why we'll probably see a multi-women's match at All In to set up something at All Out. Because it doesn't make... You can do it. You can do the singles match and then the multi-women's match. But it seems better if you do the multi leading into the singles for All Out. Because All Out is largely... I, and I've said this before it's largely going to sell itself with, with everything. you got a big MJF and Adam Cole match that's on the docket. That's that's a big match. I know maybe some people aren't happy. Maybe some people are like, oh, it doesn't feel like this should main event, the biggest AEW show ever. It's the hottest thing in the company right now. The, the metrics back all of that up. So just because you're perpetually online and you like your – uh, your no fist or all fists, no flips wrestling, and, and your you know straight Bret Hart wrestling doesn't mean that the hottest thing in the company right now ain't the Rock and Mick Foley. All right, that's just that's just how it goes. So MJF and Adam Cole is a big match. You that that's perfectly fine headlining this show. What are you headlining the following week with? I, I think that's probably the MJF CM Punk match that's my guess is it's mjf cm punk what is cm punk i'm getting yelled at for my tone on bret hart um uh <laughs> i think cm punk can do he's gonna do something at all outs obviously what that is i have no idea did they do a third match with ricky assuming punk wins tomorrow um is is there something else on the docket i sp3 and i talked about possibly samoa joe is the match there? Do they bring in some type of dream match for, for punk, whatever, whatever that might be. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is for, for punk, the real world's champion. The big swerve is Nigel McGuinness doesn't actually want Danielson. He just wants punk. That's it. I don't think so. Uh, punk and Joe could be easily the match and that's fine. I do want to bring up why soluble mentioning that uh, a women's battle Royal on the undercard for a shot at the title at all out. I don't hate that. You do a women's battle royal, uh, and then it mentions that Britt wins that, and then there's a rematch from Double or Nothing 2021 between Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida. Uh, again, I don't hate it. It's an option for not only getting all the women on this big card, but also you can tell a quick story uh, with the time that you have. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, you know, they did the, um, if you want to talk about the spirit of All In, they did the the battle royal 
on the the pre-show this is the original all in they did the battle royal in the pre-show and then the winner got a title shot roh title i believe later in the night so yeah you can do a battle royal all in the winner gets the title shot at all out instead of later in the night because you have two shows to book here so i am trying to look at like the spirit of the original all in to to kind of go off of this all in as well and i realize it's two separate things because that all in there weren't there were some stories on it but i mean look, look at the main event that was dream match type main event that was not a big type story uh unfortunately their time got cut but the majority of that show was dream match stuff or built on being the elite or cody just being uh cody being cody which that was the honestly a big selling point on that show cody and all this was a huge selling point on that but that wasn't anything that like was built on television a lot of the stuff wasn't built on television because the only television they had was was roh uh it's different scenarios certainly but i do think tony wants to capture that spirit a little bit and that's why we're probably going to get some dream match stuff and not everything is just built for weeks and months so okay the real world's champion that's gotta chuff some people like not like in a storyline sense and i i'm trying to think like would you do punk versus nick aldis is that something that people would want to see all this coming in? I know he just pulled out of a couple of bookings and said my back is hurt, but it gives him a few weeks to at least get himself feeling better. All this being like, you're not the real world's champion. I was the real world's champion. What's causing all this then? And then we do a match between CM Punk and Nick Aldis. I mean, sure. I know it. the, the all this play is because the UK, right? Like, you're going to have all this lose in the UK. He ain't winning that title. So is he, he going to lose that match? Yeah, he would lose that match. And I'm, listen, Aldis, Aldis has been losing the, the, the whole uh, situation at Slammiversary where everyone was like dead set on Aldis winning the Impact World Championship. And he did not. And then he was out the next night. Uh, it's easily, you know, get a good payday, get in, work in front of your country people, and bye-bye. Because at one yeah, point, Wes, you know, he had the opportunity. Why Blade says it, like, they'd have to get him on TV real soon. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They, they, and also, here's another side of it, by the way. Jimmy Jacobs showing up and now not only appearing or getting a, a deal with AEW, but also subtly appear appearing on tv doing the ring of honor stuff he was a judge in the pure rules matches and things like that which by the way is hilarious to me just to begin with because jimmy jacobs was never a pure rules kind of guy but anyway i digress uh while aldous was doing his impact stuff they ran the backstagers with jimmy jacobs as his interviewer and it wouldn't shock me if you have jimmy jacobs on screen for a little bit do the Nick Aldis stuff. Just be like, he's coming or, or some sort of backstage vignettes where, you know, what's all this then is what I used to call it on impact. Uh, and then someone will be like, what's causing all this? And it's the same thing, but I would do something like that. If you bring him in, you're right. He's not a, a hot commodity. That's well known to mainstream wrestling these days. So or really ever, because he's always been, he was impact when impact wasn't so great. He was the NWA as it was kind of, regaining some popularity but it wasn't like a mainstream popularity he hasn't been on that big stage probably since the cody match back at nwa what was that 70 
Yeah. Yeah. So, that, and that was years ago because we're already looking at was NWA 76 this weekend or 75. Nah, two weekends. 75? 75. Okay. I'm so, either way, sure no one's paying attention. It's the NWA. But anyway, the point being, <laughs> like, it kind of proves my point further. That's on the same night as all, <laughs> as friggin' all in an emergency. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> night two is the same night, August 27th. Everyone just cancel everything you are doing for August 27th because it's just nothing but wrestling that weekend, that day. It's literally this NWA. They got to move their, they, they got to move this show. Yeah. They they're, they're the ones who need to move. They, they got to move it. I don't put, you don't, first off, you don't need two nights. You, your lineups ain't strong enough to do two nights. Okay. Sorry. I understand you got 5 million titles because that was your decision to do 5 million titles. You're like, well, all these are title matches. Great. No, these title matches, ain't, ain't no one caring about most of this stuff. You don't need two nights. I uh, Anniversary show, great. You can do the, you've done your anniversary show just basically anytime during August. Move your shows. Billy, Billy, I'm talking to you, Smashing Pumpkins guy. Move your shows. Knock it off. Stop. How, how many people? How many people are at that? That like fit in the chase for that show? I mean, listen, probably three hundred will be there. But my point being, all this hasn't been hot in a very, very long time, and arguably ever. And yeah, you would need to bring them on TV on AEW to get some sort of buzz and build up to a, a CM Punk, you know real world's championship match nwa is going to try to steal the weekend with tyrus and ec3 in the main event with tyrus losing and retiring maybe this is maybe this was their plan maybe this was their plan joel of uh, how can we make tyrus's retirement the most low-key event ever so no one cares Let's do it the same night as All In and even Impact. You are third on the docket and you're trying to book a friggin' retirement match for your world champion. Move your show. I want to bring up the, the Fight TV schedule. I want to see if anyone else is silly enough to be running that same night. I'm, I'm sure, sure there are. Rev Pro's running the day before. Yeah, that's the day before. Like wrestling before and after, I get it. You got to run your shows sometime. But like, I'm I'm just genuinely curious who's running. Okay, there's all in. There's NWA 75 and Emergence. No, no one else is on Fight TV at least announced because they're smart. Yes, they because they know that like if they did have something booked, it's like yeah, maybe that's a bad idea. It's just weird, man. I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> I mean, they're not. That's really what it is. <laughs> Anyway, no one cares about the NWA, so it doesn't matter. I'm so, going to post NWA results five weeks later and see if anybody notices. That's you'll, have, you, the, you'll have three people who are just like, this show already happened. How is this news? And you'll be like, or, or just be like, just reply, slow news day. <laughs> That'll get them. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Bonkers rest, uh, mentioning in the chat that uh, Mickey James is set for the Ref Pro show. Take a look at who's on the Ref Pro show the night before, and it's kind of like 
hmm, it, it starts getting people wondering who else might appear because there have been a few announced uh, participants that have definitely made me think Mickey James being one of them. It's going to be a good show, that Rev Pro show. Can't wait. <laughs> you don't watch it. Sorry, I t- I'm not going to poke the bear. I'm not going to poke the bear. Uh, Punk versus Jay White's another one that I would actually like to see. Uh, Punk and Jay White have had a, they were, there, there was a rumor that Punk wanted Jay White in a singles match. Do that for the real world championship. Problem is, again, I don't want to see Jay White lose unless it's a really good match. Like I mean, a that's really gonna, that's going to be a real good match. They've protected Jay White throughout this uh, AEW run. It's going to be a good match against Punk. I I think that Punk and Jay White makes sense for or for All In as for the real world's title. And again, if you're going to do this, you better set that up tomorrow night after Punk beats Ricky. You better have Jay White come out and confront him. You ain't got weeks to waste here. You, you just don't like, and I say this and I know Tony Khan is a madman who does not sleep and everything. He's running all of these shows and stuff, but here's the thing with, with that. He's running all these shows. You got premiership coming up. The, the, the Fulham season is about to start. The Jaguar season is about to start. You got a big time in AEW with all of this stuff. Like, it's a busy, it's a busy time, and it, I don't know what his focus is is going when it comes to AEW. I feel like Joel Pearl is dying over there. It's very I sad. I just had to blow. Oh, oh, okay. Oh my god. All right. Who cares about? Yeah, I don't AEW. care how I feel. This is fantastic. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we get a picture. Hopefully, the video comes on. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep vamping, talking Please. about Jay White uh, and yes. Tony Khan. So there's a lot coming up for for Tony beyond AEW. And so, all right, here we go. Let's uh, joining us now from Tag Talk, still part of the team, always part of the team. Send in all your money to Tag Talk. She is live at the WWE SummerSlam press junket in Detroit. It is Haley. We, we hopefully this connection actually works halfway decently. I promise you, she's there in some capacity. I assume the internet is god awful. What happens when 100 media people jump on the same wireless network, Jeremy? Don't they have a private media? No, uh, God forbid, not for the wrestling media. No, they don't. No, They're fair. like use the conference media like a pleb. Okay. <laughs> oh, I think I don't know if we're gonna get Haley. I'd love to see this. I'd love to see her on this uh, on on the floor of the junket here, working working the magic. We can see the photo. Uh, people can see she is. Uh, I thought she may have popped off. Okay, I don't know what's happening at this point. Uh, all right, I'm gonna pop Haley off. Oh wait. Oh, okay. All right. She has left. Let's see she if she does. comes back. Hopefully she comes back. It, it, she could easily just run out of the room and just be like, hey, I'm here. And that's it. But we'll see. We'll see. Yes. I'd love oh, hopefully she pop back on. We, we shall see. Uh, it said the internet in this place is not ideal is what she just messaged me. <laughs> that, that sounds exactly right. Yeah, I believe it. I believe yeah. it. Uh We'll see if Haley pops back on. She tried. I bless her for like attempting to join this stupid show as she's doing press stuff at at a WWE SummerSlam. So we'll see if we can get her to pop back on. See if she can find Sean eating some eggs while he's there. Uh, I'd just be like, go find the guy who shares the last name as me and get the real Wi-Fi password. He knows. He knows where all the good shit is. The other Joel. He knows. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. That's uh, true. Just tell Billy uh, sent you. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm sure that'll go over very well. I'm sure it would. Anyway, so continue about Punk and uh, and uh, Jay White and, and your expectations on something like that. Oh, I'm for that match. I'm I'm completely for that match happening at All In. Again, if you're going to set that up, you better set that up this week. And I was saying when it comes to Tony Khan, he he's a man who's juggled a lot throughout his time in AEW because he was already doing Jaguars and Fulham stuff when he started AEW. So he's juggled a lot, but he's juggling even more with AEW since they've added Collision. They're doing these big shows uh, when it comes on back-to-back weeks. So he's juggling even more with this. And the Jaguars are like good now. He's got to worry about the Saudis when it comes to Fulham and paying everybody. Uh, there's a lot going on in the world of, of he's at an ROH as well to this. So like there's a lot going on in the world of Tony Khan and he's got to, he's got to figure all this out. Bless him. Good luck. By the way, um, I was alluding to some of the people who are on that uh, copper box show for rev pro. So yeah, Osprey's on the card. Of course he's facing Shingo Takagi. You've got Tomohiro Ishii. You have Mickey James. We mentioned Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be there. Michael Oku, Trent Seven. There's Trent Seven who's already made you know appearances for AEW. Uh, so there are a lot of people on that card who could reasonably show up the next night. In uh, oh, here was the big one. Katsuyori Shibata is in a tag match the night before. Okay. I mean, I'm sure if they could get him uh, for All In, they would try. Tony loves Shibata. Loves them. And Shibata loves Tony via Google Translate. Bless him. Bless him. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if they could get him in, in All In, then they, they will attempt to get him in All In. And that might be your ROH tie. They do a, a, peer, a peer rules, peer title match on, on that show. Strap up Daniel Garcia, baby. I would love to see that. Let's go. But either way, if Shibata gets uh, if Shibata gets involved in the in the show, I think a lot of people would be happy about that. Uh, either way, there was a lot uh, other stuff going on on AW Dynamite 200 this past week. I know you and Jensen had a good conversation about it on your show. Uh, real quick, MJF doing his little ADD adult Jew boy promo for the twentieth time. I put it out of my circles and I said, I feel like I've heard this one before. This is the before I turn promo that MJF loves to do. Yeah. And, uh, I I get it. And it's, it's a good promo. But I don't like that I can be like, oh, yeah, no, you've done this one four other times that I can think of off the top of my head. And I'm sure many other times as well. Uh, doesn't seem like there's a turn that's happening immediately. I know a lot of people were talking about the uh, the way that they hugged at the end, Adam Cole and MJF after the match was made for All In. Uh, give, just give me your general thoughts. Yeah, just doing, doing the, the the knife in the back type of uh, you know hug. What what do you think of this whole thing? Because there are a lot of places that this can go. You got two guys who are real scumbags. One is admitting it openly, and the other one is uh, well, his best friend is kind of throwing stuff around. <laughs> I think that that part sort of saved the the promo because like you said the, this is a promo we've heard before every time mjf wants to garner sympathy he cuts this promo which fine i mean he's got about three million uh villain origin stories he's only got one hero origin story uh so he just he cuts the same promo and but this time when he still basically admitted like no i'm still a scumbag everybody like i'm i'm still that guy uh, I thought that saved it a little bit of where it, lo- it wasn't okay. He's full on just trying to trick everybody. He is openly still admitting, yeah, I still suck. Um, and Adam Cole's got to be aware of that. I keep waiting for 
somebody to kick somebody in the dick. I don't know if Cole kicks MJF in the dick or MJF kicks Cole in the dick, but I keep waiting for the dick kick to come. They they signed the contract. They did the hug. The The big two rumors are, you know, the hug. It Cole does the, the stab in the back motion that he did with on uh, NXT with Strong and O'Reilly. Um, and then the contract of Adam Cole didn't read the contract. MJF could have put anything in that contract type of thing. Those are the two big things that people want to talk about of how they're going to, to get where they're going to get. I think they're going to have a friendly little build and I think they're going to do a friendly match going into all in. I think all in is where the turn ends up coming. I, I think, I think they do the match at all in. I think it goes well. And then you close all in with likely, likely MJF, beating I, I think he beats adam cole i don't think adam cole wins that yeah um, I, agree. I agree although it'd be a cool moment honestly adam cole coming back from everything babyface adam cole winning the title and then being the champion in front of eighty thousand people and he gets this big moment but it feels like mjf and punk is the play at all out so mjf wins they hug like oh, good competitive match you got me on that one and then mjf kicks him in the dick and then he's the bad guy. You go into all out title title. MJF is the clear cut heel facing CM Punk, who maybe a mixed a little bit, but going into Chicago, he's largely going to be cheered. And you play off that dynamic. I just want to bring this up. Cyclops is better than Wolverine saying if they do Maxwell <laughs> Joker Friedman, you want to know how I got this scarf? <laughs> I love that. That's a great shout. Very good. Yes. So he just goes absolutely crazy, and that's that's the actual MJF origin story. He starts painting his face like, and he goes up to Sting for pointers. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> Sting's just like, okay, I got you on this one. This one I can help you with. Uh, no, I, I listen. I like the idea that you're coming out with. I think that Punk is not going to be booed in Chicago. That's just the way it is. So you will have to tell the story of of MJF being such a piece of garbage in Chicago where last time that punk and, and MJF were on the same, uh, <clears throat> the same stage or in the same venue was in Chicago and MJF was getting cheered because he had just returned. Now you got to bring that around and have punk be the guy getting cheered while MJF holds that title in the air to start the match. And then by the end of the match is punk the new champion. Like, is this, is this the end of MJF's title reign? And now Punk's going to start working both shows? Like, where do where can you go with all this? Um, I I think Punk I think MJF should win in Chicago. I'd keep the belt on MJF. I would, and then you do the. I know there's speculation that MJF has signed. He's already re-signed and everything, and maybe that's true. But I think you do. The they haven't brought up the bidding war 2024 stuff. The the friendship has taken precedent over that, which is completely understandable considering how hot it's gotten. They're gonna bring it back around though. It's been too much of a talking point throughout the the start of the run that you can't not bring it back around. So I think they bring it back around, and then I think you get an Omega stepping in and being like you ain't holding that hostage. You ain't holding that title hostage. You got guys trying to spray paint the X 
through the elite. You got guys trying to run us out of here and everything. You got other people leaving the company who founded the company. We're not going anywhere. We are the elite. This is still all elite wrestling. You ain't running out with that title. I think Omega is the best choice because he's Kenny Omega. And you, you do, you build towards MJF and Omega, whether it be full gear or winter is coming. And then you, you go from there. Omega having that history at winter is coming of winning the title and kind of stealing the title. That's, I wouldn't hate that. Uh, I see in the chat, you know, Omega teasing collision debut. Yeah. Listen, the, the elite at the end of uh, their match on dynamite 200 said like, Oh, we're going to be everywhere. We'll be ring of honor. We'll be dynamite rampage. We'll even be on collision. And I'm just like, buddy, the collision episode you're going to show up on is August 26th. It will have already been taped. And it's the same night as that episode of Dynamite that was taped earlier because Punk will already be in the UK doing press for that week. That's that's the way I see it. Their first appearance on Collision, probably the week of All In in a in a pre-tape show. They're going to of course, they're going to be on Collision. They're there for at least another three or four years. You're telling me they're not going to sing. They're going to be on a single episode of Collision in three or four years. I promise you the elite will be on Collision at some point during this contract run. And that's the best part. Sometime the elite shows up to work. And of course, then everyone gets all weird about it because that's just what wrestling is. Uh, I'm looking, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the build for all in. We're finally starting to do something. I'm hoping that I mean, even on Rampage and Collision, I'm, I'm hoping that we start getting a little bit closer to more matches being announced. Uh, probably not on Rampage, but definitely on Collision. Uh, the parking lot for all, though. I'm excited to watch that because it's the only the only match that we don't know the uh, outcome to and what happened since they're taping it at Daly's place, no fans, uh, or maybe they asked a few people to come in and play extra. Uh, what do you think? Who's going to win that uh, the parking lot brawl? And will Sue show up again? I mean, if Sue doesn't show up, then what are we doing? Honestly, what are we doing if Sue is not there to drop them off, do whatever needs to be done? Best friend... Here's the thing. Moxley doesn't take a lot of losses. Claudio's the ROH champion, so he ain't taking a lot of losses. Um, do we see Santana and Ortiz return here? I, I think that's sort of a theory going around. I don't think I'm the first person to come up with that, but I, I've thought about it before mentioning it here that like, oh, maybe this is a Santana and Ortiz return spot. I imagine Orange Cassidy, maybe he's in the trunk again. I, I Yuta get, gets involved and everything um yeah we, we'll see who who's actually uh gonna gonna show up for this match i don't know if statlander shows up i don't think black bull has anybody else that can combat statlander um renee renee sides with moxley fights statlander i i think this could be a, a satana santana and ortiz spot though and there's still there's still history to play with them and moxley and eddie kingston so there's there's a play there for them. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the match just because it's one of those like I don't know what could happen. I know it's gonna be a little uh you know, a little silly, but also brutal in its own little way. Uh Sue definitely has to make an appearance. If she doesn't, then like you said, what are we doing here? But uh yeah, if if somebody does come out to help Blackpool, Proud and Powerful makes sense. Uh maybe you just don't have anyone show up. I don't. I don't know. What, I I can't even think of anyone that would make perfect sense for them, unless you bring like more Ring of Honor wrestlers. But I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah, 
No, I, I think if anybody shows up that isn't, you know, the people who Blackpool and Orange Cassidy, uh, I think Proud and Powerful would, would make the most sense. And, and Sue. Obviously, Sue's got to be there. If Sue ain't there, they did this match wrong. They did it completely oh. wrong. What if they have a Sue stand-in? What, no. if they, what if the person driving the car is a Sue cardboard cutout? I mean, that's kind of funny, but no, it's got to be. It's got to be Sue. It's got to be Sue and Moxley just flipping each other off. I want Sue I'm like, getting, I'm getting yep. in Moxley's face and stuff. It's like the grandma yelling at Hogan, that, that little clip. That's, that's what I want. I want Sue in Moxley's face. I mean, I don't know if she wants that much blood around her because uh, Moxley, he'll walk in bloody already. So I don't know about that, but I just need them flipping each other off. That's what I want. The problem is Mox would also be very like kind to her and just be like, ah, screw you, screw you. And then just walk away all upset. All right, we got to get we got to get back to the real the real star of the show here. You want to try this again, Jeremy Lambert? <laughs> yes, it looks like it's working. All right, it here does. we go. Let's, let's just go ahead and pop her on. It's Haley from WWE SummerSlam in Detroit. Oh, Haley. Hi, I can't really hear you. It's very loud in here, but, you know, I had to come. You 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 look good. Everything everything going okay at SummerSlam. Look at look at that. Look at who's who's that behind? Do you guys there? like the jacket? Yes. Love it. Yes. 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 Here, let me. Can I can I flip around or is that not allowed on streaming? I have oh, no idea how it works. Can you see? Oh oh, look at all these people. Is he? Can you go up to Sean Ross Sapp and punch him? Well, he's currently interviewing uh, Gunther right now, um, and I don't want to get punched by either of them. So. <laughs> I mean, you should ask Gunter to punch Sean Ross Sapp. Yeah, you should ask. Crash get, get the you, interview. I gotta get you. I gotta get you the headlines and the scoops. You know. Yeah. Thank you. Gunther beats up dirt sheet reporter. <laughs> I don't get a lot of clicks, honestly. How How is your experience? We're gonna. By the way, you're on the show on Monday. I don't know what you're doing on Monday, but you're on the show on Monday. Uh, but But how How are you finding things in Detroit? Um, it's good. This is my first time here. I've, I've never been in the city and I've obviously never done anything like this. I feel like a fish out of water, but it's been, it's been great. Everybody's uh, really sweet and accommodating. So it's been good. It's been great. We're, we're very, we're very excited for you. Very happy for you. I don't want to keep you too long because I know you actually, you're doing real work. We're just doing this silly show. Uh, but, but yeah, I'm actually, luck. I'm actually working, Jeremy. I'm actually, yeah, I don't know what that's like. Wow. Yeah. I don't do that at all. <laughs> but good luck with, with everything. Have fun. Uh, have fun with the interviews. Look forward to all the content that comes out of that. And I'll message you about being actually on the show on Monday to talk about everything uh, from, from yeah. this weekend. Thank all you right. for joining us, uh, I love you guys. Thank you for time. checking you in and having me on. I can't wait to further gush about this after the weekend's done. There Looking we go. You rule, Haley. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Have fun. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. Love you, too. So good. Uh, bless Haley for joining us when she's actually doing real work at the WWE Media event. She's like, yeah, sure. I'll pop on here and talk to these idiots. <laughs> I do love that coat that she's wearing, by the way. She had uh, she a photo with it earlier when she, you know, everyone's posting their fits going into SummerSlam. And I was a big fan of uh, of what she had on. She had a great, uh, great jacket. Really a big fan of that. So looking forward to uh, seeing what she brings up and looking forward to uh, her, her conversation with her on Monday. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get her scheduled for for Monday, and uh, she can talk about in more in depth, more detail what happened this weekend with covering WWE SummerSlam. Absolutely. Uh, hey, so we go from one guest to the next. Uh, if he's ready, he can give me a thumbs up in the back. 
There it is. I always love getting the thumbs up in the back because nobody else can see it but Jeremy and I. So it's good stuff. <laughs> oh, last night before wrestling revolver, the revolver champion defeated Matt Cardona at Heat 'em Up. You've seen him in Impact Wrestling. You've seen him all over the Indies. He is the one, the only Ohioan we talk about. That's Jake Christ. How you doing, Jake? It's good to see you. How's it going? How you guys doing this morning? Doing great. Doing well. Thank you. Good. Thank you for joining us. Coming off. Thank you for joining us coming off that match last night uh, against Matt Cardona at, at Revolver Heat Him Up in, in Dayton, Ohio. I mean, you had the home hometown advantage in Ohio. Matt Cardona still tried to trick you. He's like, yeah, lay down, be the broski of the week. It'll all be good. It didn't work out for him. And then you beat him up throughout the match. You, you pinned him with the uh, backslide. I think that's what, what it's called, the, the backslide. Uh, Absolutely. And then, yeah, got, got the victory. Tell us about the match and how you're feeling one day, less than 12 hours later. I am exhausted, <laughs> tired. I got like I had probably four hours of sleep. I, the last time I looked at the clock was uh, three a.m. There's just something about wrestling revolver in Dayton, like and and in Iowa. Everywhere we go, like it's just it, it brings a different type of energy, and it just it gets me pumped up. So it's kind of hard to uh, come down a little bit off that you know, major rush and wrestling a guy like Matt Cardona in my hometown for the world uh, championship. It was just, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was great, but I wasn't going to be tricked. I wasn't going to just lay down, you know, like, like he wanted me to sure. You know, everybody wants a day off, but uh, not this guy. <laughs> that was the titles on the line either. Yeah, exactly. No, absolutely, man. Especially with those days off. I'm actually uh at work right now, uh at a lunch break. So I figured I'd drop in and say hello. Pulled it pulling an eight hour shift after last night. That's what kind of oh. a work working man Jake Christ is. Dude, the grind never stops. That's amazing. It, so it never stops, you know, because you for me, a guy like me, I want to stay on I want to stay on the grit. I want to stay on the grid. Yeah. So like, you know, no, but yeah, I got, I got two children. I got to support. So yeah, it's, it's a definitely, definitely a grind. So right off the bat. So I've been to Ohio a couple of times, different cities in the state. What makes Ohio so great? Because you are a big proponent for the state of Ohio. For me, Ohio it always brings love, joy, peace, and happiness, and it's home. Like, I just, I love everything about Ohio. Like, ev everybody here is nice. They say hi to you. But only if you're in the right parts of Ohio. I think that's everywhere, though. You know, so, like, I, I can't, uh, you know, down uh, Ohio that bad. Like, I just, I love the people, It's and it's it's home. I just, I love Ohio. I don't, I don't see me living anywhere else. And unless I was like forced to. Okay. Where like, the hey, bad you know, part? We'll give you this big contract if you move, you know, here. I'll do it then, you know. But yeah, like I just, I love Dayton, Ohio, and just Ohio in general. The Chris moved the to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. There you go. It's scoop right there. Jay Crystal moved to Florida if offered the it. big contract. I'll do it. I'll do it. Where where are the bad parts of Ohio? I'm from Ohio. I won't I won't tell you where in case you you name my my city or my town, but where are the bad parts of Ohio? 
I mean, I don't, I, I think anywhere and everywhere could be bad at any given time. Like I, I live by the motto, if you're out past midnight, bad things are going to happen. You know, so that's just, that's just the kind of motto that I live by. And I, I kind of take that everywhere I go. It could be the nicest place or, you know, Mexico city. Like I, I just, I try to mind my own business, you know, and, and keep to myself and just keep, keep it moving. I, you know, but like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't sit down and say, you know, this place is bad or this place is bad. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I think there's, there's good in every place. It just depends on what time you're there. Well, I'm from Akron. So oh. if you have any, yes. Pretty close, pretty close. Yeah, to, uh, dude, Akron, like that's they're uh, they're what are they kind of uh, high up there in the in the you know criminal crime rate, right? Like, Akron's pretty up there I have not city. experienced. I'm not experienced any of this. Yeah. I've only been here since 2021, uh, but right. I'm not. Yeah, I've not experienced any any of this. I mean, moving to Ohio was not on my bucket list of things to do, but you know, sometimes. Uh, things happen things happen you gotta you gotta go with what the wind uh, takes you sometimes whichever way the wind blows sometimes you just gotta go with it that's what i've learned about life sometimes the wind slides in your dms and praises (laughs) bret hart and you just get taken to ohio that's what there you go (laughs) i'm sure there isn't a better place to be than akron ohio right now (laughs) The people, yes. The actual place, I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> um, I want to ask about you. You made a couple of returns to Impact this year, but but the kind of the big one was was under siege because uh, you had been on Impact for for two years before that. So how did the return at Under Siege come about? Um, it was it was kind of just um, presented to me, and of course, like I'm not I'm I'm a worker. I'm not gonna turn down any type of uh, opportunity like that. Of course, you know, like uh, being with uh, Sammy Callahan just was the icing on the cake. That's my, like, I, I love Sammy to death. It's my best friend in the whole wide world. Like he's, he's amazing. He's a great, great uh, individual, great talent, like even better booker. And, and the way he runs revolver is just, he's a genius. He's like our modern day, just genius. Like I, I love Sammy to death, but uh, to come back at impact and to get to uh, wrestle along both sides, my bro- like Swan and Sammy was just, it was a dream come true. I was like, I was pinching myself. I've, I've never been so nervous in my life just to try to perform at a high level. And I didn't want to make, you know, Sammy or Swan or even uh, Sawyer, you know, feel like, ah, this guy, you know, shouldn't be here. So I, I kind of had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder, a little bit of uh, something to prove, not only to myself, but I felt like the wrestling world and, I think I uh, came out swinging for the fences, and I totally hit a dinger. <laughs> you're against all odds. <laughs> you're against all odds. Appearance certainly uh, raised a lot of eyebrows at that uh, the, the, the street fights. There was a lot going on in that street fight. What? Uh, talk to me about that match, just in general, because I think it stole the show, quite frankly. And I and I cover Impact for the website, so you know, That's talking sweet. about it, I was just like. This came that out. Coast to coast cutter, baby. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I did the double pump. I was I felt like 
Air Jordan out there. I did the double pump. I saw, I saw it coming in slow motion. Oh, yeah. I hit, bro, I, that that stuff was so clean. But uh, the the burning hammer through the barbed wire board off the apron, I still, I think, Phil, like I, I still kind of got a little uh, creak in the neck right there, but uh, it's probably fine. But yeah, I loved it. I loved it. That was a great match, and like everything was flawless, perfect. And uh, again, you know, uh, Sammy, fucking, I love him to death. It's amazing. Speaking of Sammy, you were on his podcast not too long ago, uh, talking about your sobriety of three years. Uh, first of all, amazing! Congratulations! I, I hope Thank that you. keeps going. You told a story about walking to the gym every single morning uh, and your wife being like, you don't have a, a gym membership. And you said, well, I do now. Are you still walking to the gym every morning? Is that still part of your routine? Every morning I walk to the gym. That's why every morning, like I get up around three or four in the morning. I walk to the gym. I'll either throw, I'll either do uh, whatever I'm hitting, arms, chest, uh, back, legs, whatever it may be, whatever body part that day, uh, and I hit abs every day. So I kind of, I pull a two a day. So like sometimes I'll switch it up between a body part or just abs in the morning. And then I'll, I'll uh, throw some tanning in there. Cause you gotta look like a professional wrestler. Yeah. You gotta have the tan. That's what I'm talking about right there. But yeah, you gotta have the tan. Uh, you gotta look the part. And that's, that's kind of what I do in the morning. And uh, I come to work, pull a shift get off, uh, either hit a body part or abs and go to bed at eight o'clock at night. And that's my routine. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, the sobriety has been amazing. And, uh, that was just walking out to tell, uh, my wife, like, Hey, I'm going to the gym. And she's like, you don't have a gym membership. I was like, I'm about to, <laughs> and I just, I ain't, ain't been looking back since. That was a good macho man impression Thank i, I you. appreciate appreciate a good macho man impression uh revolver I out every now and again <laughs> revolver we're, we're talking a lot about it, and you are the champion of revolver you hold the revolver championship and i mean this is a title you won from steve macklin and i think that revolver is honestly one of the more underrated independent promotions i know it's gained a little bit more notoriety being on fight plus and stuff but you'll get all these cards when they're doing cage of horrors which rules uh they're always bringing in some top talent i know moxley couldn't make it last night but he's been booked on other shows he was booked for last night they had Takeshka replacing moxley like what is it about revolver and you i mean technically as the champion kind of be in the face of revolver like what does that mean to you it means the world to me. Re wrestling Revolver is like no other independent wrestling that you can see out there. Like, as far as the locker room, the production value, the way the cards are booked, like, I don't understand why Wrestling Revolver isn't thrown in the top level. Because to me, and everyone around me, and anyone that you ask uh, along, like, wrestler-wise along the, the business... They, they they know Wrestling Revolver is the top independent wrestling company in the world. I'll say in the world. There's nobody that can touch us. Uh, yeah, Wrestling Revolver, though, for, for the people that have not checked it out, it is on uh, Fight Plus. A-Shock asking if they tour. They're mainly in the uh, the Northeast 
area like Iowa, Ohio kind of area. That's largely where they, where they stick to Indiana. I think they've run a few shows there. Um, that's largely where they're at. So they're not running all across the the country or anything, but again, it's available on fight plus. And I mentioned like Moxley is pretty loyal to revolver actually wrestles there does not wrestle for, he doesn't wrestle too much more for like GCW or anything like was scheduled to face gringo loco last night at the show and then got pulled because the speculation and kind of putting, reading the tea leaves, putting the pieces together, they had to film the, uh, the parking lot brawl at Daly's place. So that's why he likely missed the revolver show last night, but they got to Keshka and the place. I imagine Moxley will be back at some point revolver. It is heavy on the impact talent as you would imagine, just because it's Callahan's promotion, Sammy Callahan's promotion. He obviously has a good standing with impact. So we can use a lot of the impact talent, but if you haven't checked them out, I'm telling you go, go to fight plus and, and, and check it out. Cause they do a uh, very, very good shows, very good products. The recent cage of horrors show that they did was, was fantastic. So there we go. All right. Jake is back. We're going to pop them back on here. There sorry, we go. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. My phone overheated on me. Oh, it's like a we temperature were... thing. Like I'm, I'm in my car with the air off and stuff, and just trying to. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about that, guys. No worries. Oh, we're it happens. Bets. It happens. <laughs> we, were, we were taking bets, trying to figure out was it a, you know, did he get a phone call? Did he get something come up? Like um, what happened? Oh, the broke my the temperature in my phone, so I got I'm gonna crack the door open. Sorry about that. That's all good. Uh, we were uh, wrestling revolver. Like it's, it's like no other, like the production value, the, the cards, like every, everything about it. There's no one that can touch us right now. Like, especially on the pen, independent level, like Sammy has his hands in so many different pots. Like that's, and he, he's so well liked around the business that like he can get, he can get people from impact and get people from AEW. Like his cards are just, top notch all the time and i'm just lucky to be a part of the wrestling revolver and to be the face of it i'm it's 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 like a dream come true you mentioned uh people being booked from various companies into one you recently had a match a tag match you and alan angels teamed up to take on kevin blackwood and AEW's malachi black uh talk to me about that match working with malachi black who is you know a, a nationally seen television star uh what was what was the match like what how did everything come about um it was kind of um it was kind of spur of the moment because it was supposed to be kevin blackwood but uh i think he ended up getting injured uh like messing around in the ring so i, th- I think his his ankle ended up getting uh uh messed up a little bit and they had to switch some things around uh, but i've i've wrestled uh malachi black uh, a few different times uh germany uh, my, my first tour of uh germany was uh with him in the main event so it was it was awesome like it was i i really enjoy uh working guys of the caliber of malachi black because he is like no other he's in the level of like just it is like no other legit. He's in a level of his own. There's like nobody else that can touch Malachi black. And in my opinion right now, just the way he moves, the way he presents himself, he's, he's amazing. I was just, I was lucky to be able to get thrown in a position to be like, you know, Hey, uh, do you want to, you want to you know, be a dick and run into this? I was like, <laughs> sure. I like being, I like, I'll do that. Sure. 
was about to say, yeah, that was supposed to be Blackwood against Malachi. And like you said, the day of Blackwood said like, oh, I got a foot injury. And so yep. I imagine that tag team match came together very last minute because of that. But you guys yeah. are all pros, went out there and still did the thing. Still did the damn thing. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to ask about your, your AEW experience. Uh, you were there earlier this year. I was at that show in, in Dayton at the, the Nutter Center. Uh, you wrestled oh. Juice Robinson. I, I know it was a local thing for you, and you had a good reaction being, being the local boy in Dayton. Uh, what was that experience like at AEW? Bro, um, six months prior to that. like So I, I work at the Nutter Center. That's like my, my shoot job. I work, I work, uh, I'm work for a company that actually does, um, like setups for different events and stuff. And six months prior to that, I was setting up, uh, for a concert is Hootie and the Blowfish. And Hell yeah. uh, he started coming out doing like his warm up, like, what like legit it sounded like that in an arena it was an empty arena so like me and my co-worker brian like we walk we walk to the edge and we're looking down at the bowl and he's he's it's the the stage is so sweet and like the production's already up and he's just you know like like i said warming up his vocals doing the doing the cool yeah doing the cool stuff or uh i'm, I'm sorry did i say hooting the blowfish it, it was uh I, I don't even remember what band it was one of those types of bands <laughs> but uh um uh, man I, I i really wish i remember what the band is there but anyways um that was that's what it was it was dave matthews band and that's where i was like and i'm like i look at brian and i go this just doesn't feel right. I feel like somebody be should be setting up for a company I'm about to wrestle for here. And legit, it was like it just it was such a weird feeling that I can't even even describe. And six months later, I'm I'm wrestling at the very place that I told my coworker. I was like, bro, like I'm I want to be here. And it was it was it was crazy. It was a crazy experience. I can't. There there hasn't been an experience like that that I've ever had in my whole entire life so like to be able to go there and set up for dave matthews band and and be like bro this doesn't feel right and six months later get to you know work juice robinson in an arena because I've, I've i've done a, like one or two arena shows but nothing like the nutter center and it was in my hometown it was it was awesome it was such a, such an awesome experience so what was more awesome, working the Nutter Center or having a banana on a pole match at the uh, 2017? Uh, totally working the Nutter Center. <laughs> you sure? I mean, a banana on a pole match I sounds know, like... Banana on a pole match sounds awesome, though. <laughs> well, you were in it, so I should it hope It sounds so. awesome. <laughs> it was not. I don't remember that match at all. This was years ago. This was like 2017 in Toronto, and you had a three-way with uh, it was you, Space Monkey, and oh shit, yeah, I do remember that now. <laughs> yeah, and John Greed, that was the third man. There you go. He was Space champ. Monkey is awesome. Is he still around doing stuff? He's still around. Space Dude. for those who don't know Space Monkey, he is a wrestler who is a 
man who is a monkey who was launched into space and came back with magical wrestling powers. Yes, Space Monkey is very much still around. Yes, Space Monkey is awesome. Ah, I'm so glad that uh, that he's still around doing the thing. But yeah, that's I, I do I do remember the banana on a pole match, the craziest match. <laughs> oh, that's that's crazy. Uh, you've shared the ring. <laughs> we got to get Space Monkey on television. Uh, you've shared the ring with. Uh, a lot of uh, of the top names just just this year alone, like calendar year, like um, Speedball Mike Bailey, John Moxley, Alex Shelley. Um, what what have you learned from these guys being in the ring with them? And then you know, even even backstage, like kind of what it, what have you learned from from them? Like any advice that they may have given you? Oh yeah, man. Uh, well, Mox, I've known Moxley since um, he stepped foot in the business. He came in an HWA bright-eyed bushy-tailed kid um from cincinnati so like i've i've have a uh a long long history with mox and that was just like you know two two friends reunited again um what i learned about moxley is he hits really really hard and he'll he'll knock you out (laughs) um uh speedball what i've learned about speedball is nobody nobody in wrestling, I think past, press, present, or future has has the kicks and just versatile like Speedball. Speedball is one of my favorite wrestlers to watch right now. He what what he does is just it, it's amazing. So to be able to uh, share a ring with a guy like Speedball was was awesome. So yeah, um, Moxley, Speedball, those dudes were top-notch uh, talents and i just hope to uh continue to wrestle top-notch talents like that it's like every match you learn from if you're not learning then you should be doing this we've asked a lot of wrestlers this question because speedball keeps coming up as one of those as one of the answers who hits the hardest who kicks the hardest um speedball uh moxley throws a very very vicious form um yeah, like those those two two people right off the bat of my or right off the bat is just is who I would say is pretty stiff. Those dudes are pretty stiff. No one surprising. That's like you would never guess. Like followed by actually really knocks you out or something like that. <laughs> no, not really. Not really. That not that I've ran into on a on a recent level. Like when back when we when I first started. Uh, wrestling there was that you know the japanese strong style was like new and in so like we were just blasting the shit out of each other every match in front of nobody it didn't matter but um there's been nobody that surprisingly where i've had to be like dude lighten up (laughs) uh my my last one for you jake you've done a handful of death matches you've done a spider web death matches you've done light tube matches and things like that what is it about those matches that appeal to you and really any anyone i mean being in it like i i can watch a few of them but like what is it about being hit with a light tube that's like this this seems like a good idea today well um it's never a good idea i've (laughs) never i've I've never had that uh pop-up to where it was like hey uh I'm going to wake up and be like, oh, I'm going to get hit with the light tube today. But for me, um, 
deathmatch wrestling is a part of our culture. It's a part of wrestling, whether anybody wants to admit it or not, whether they like it or they don't. I'm a student of the game, and I like to be able to uh, have every kind of art form covered in this. So whether it's deathmatch, lucha libre, strong style, just straight up uh, wrestling, you know, matches like I, f I feel like I can mix it up with anyone and everyone. So like, I try to create that style like since day one. I was a huge fan of Bruce Lee, and I always I always loved the fact that he created his own martial arts. So that's kind of what I wanted to do with pro wrestling. So um, deathmatch wrestling is a part of pro wrestling. So that I I have to dabble in that too. I got to learn how to how to do those things as well if i want to be well versatile in this business and that's what i felt like that i had to do to get bookings so like i i, I won't say no to a death match i don't i don't mind not that i'm tough or anything like that like i just i don't mind it but like when it deep down what it boils down to is straight up just learning all the craft of professional wrestling my last one for you. And by the way, thank you for joining us today. You've oh, done, thank you. You've done a bunch of impressions uh, today alone. You have a favorite impression? That like to <laughs> oh, man. Um, crazy story. Um, me, Swan, Sammy, and a carload of people were coming home from uh, CZW like way, way, like 15. 16 years ago and uh those are brutal car rides like nine ten hour car ride and uh to kind of pass the time me and swan would throw out just different wrestling impressions of, like whether they were good or not uh <laughs> we just kept going we would just create our own storylines like i i i really enjoy doing a terry funk i <laughs> I'll give you a spinning toe hold and make you tap and make your butthole bleed. <laughs> and then, like, you know, the the macho man, everyone, everyone has a macho man. Whether it's good or not, that's whether it's up to the ear. Uh, but uh, I'm just now starting to try, like, a Jesse Ventura, like, to stay on the, to stay on the grid in the Baja. The Baja. That's what it, the Baja. You gotta stay on the grid in the Baja. It, it goes in and out. You know, I got I try to I try to throw out some impressions here and there. But um I don't know, probably uh probably Terry Funk is my favorite. I just I just love doing a little Terry because he kind of remind if rent reminds me of how my dad speaks. So my dad will call. How you doing, son? How was work today? Did you, did you win your match? And it's like it's kind of like a, a Terry Funk feel. So I've kind of been doing my dad's impression all my life. So it kind of just goes with the flow. That's my favorite one's the Terry Funk. Whether it's good or not, I don't know. I mean, listen, it popped us. So clearly, yeah. Doing something. <laughs> Jake, thank you so much. Please plug what you got coming up. Plug your socials. Uh, thank you again. This has been great. Uh, hit me up on any any social media, Facebook, uh, X. Is it X, Twitter, whatever something it is like now. 
I, I got it all. It's uh, under the J. Chris. I'm smart. It, all the handles the same across the board. If you want to get a hold of me at the J. Chris, and of course, uh, pro Re- like wrestling revolver. Anytime you see it coming to town, or if you see it popping up in your socials and you see that fight's presenting it, buy it. Just buy it. You'll be happy. Trust me. Yes, it's uh, it's on Fight Plus. Everyone can go check out Wrestling Revolver. Watch the show from from last night. It's on Fight Plus. The the archive is there as well. Again, I think Wrestling I'm very Revolver. proud of last night's match too. That was fa- phenomenal. Like I love. You get to that. beat up Matt Cardona. That, that guy's I the worst. It. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone go check it out. Go check out the show from last night. Watch Jake Chris beat up Matt Cardona. He deserves it. He deserves the punch in the face at all turns. Uh, Jake, thank you so much for joining us. You wrestled last night. You're working, working the job this morning. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Anytime you guys want to have me. Sorry about that on the phone. little gimmick. I appreciate it. Oh, that's okay. We've had plenty of internet issues and, and phone issues on this show before. So not the first, but I'm sure it won't be the last either. So thank you. We, we appreciate it, man. Thank you guys. I appreciate you. Wonderful. Thank you, Jake. Jake Christ, everybody. Fantastic. He was very kind. Uh, yes. Wrestled last night. He's working a shoot job and he's like, I got a lunch break. I got time to kill. Sure. I'll join you guys. Uh, very, very nice guy. And uh, shout out to uh, Sammy Callahan. He's the one who, connected and, and got that all kind of kind of set up so i do want to make sure to give Sa- Can- that sammy callahan some some credit for helping to facilitate that a little bit i just want to put it out there jeremy if you are a wrestler and you have a match against mac cardona and you're wondering <laughs> can i beat mac cardona can i do it everyone who has been on this show ahead of a match with mac cardona has defeated mac cardona well, he was technically on the show after he defeated Matt Cardona. Yeah, but like we set it up before he had the match. So we did, we did, he, we did set this up uh, yeah, yesterday. Yeah. yeah, he was looking forward to yeah. defeating Matt Cardona because he had in the weeds to look forward to. That is very true. That's very true. So yeah, I mean, look, Casey Navarro, Colt Radrick was was on the show a while ago, and then uh, like a month or so later, he defeated. Matt Cardona. So yeah, it's true. If you uh Josh Josh Bishop actually lost to Matt Cardona. That one didn't quite work out. Doesn't count. Uh, I, Doesn't count. Isaiah Bronner beat Matt Cardona. Isaiah Bronner. Yep, he beat he beat Cardona. That's true. So there you go. Our our track record is pretty good uh on defeating Matt Cardona. One day Cardona's gonna come on the show and I don't know, probably yell at us because I keep probably. saying mean things about him. It's okay. He and I did a three minute stand up where he basically he he said nothing to me in a negative way, but he's certainly buried Sean Ross up. So I appreciated that. <laughs> <laughs> always good when when people are, are burying Sean Ross up. We we yeah. always like that. Yeah. Meanwhile, I got Sean in my DMs being like, "This is what's going on today," and I'm just like, "Just send me stuff." <laughs> Have fun with that, Joel. I'm sure I'll get DMs at some point of like transcribe all of this. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's okay. Uh, I'll be loop. editing everything because. You know, that's part of my job is to edit things and make sure things look good and sound good. True. Yeah. Just wait until you all see the Santos Escobar interview for Money in the Bank. Mm. <laughs> I had to do some editing on that one, pal. I don't know what my job is. My job is just do things. That's it. Just do things. I just do things, Joel. That's all. Hashtag, that's all. hashtag do all the things. Yeah, that's basically it. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, what can you do? But that's things. Good. 
we got a busy weekend. We've already buried the end of the month. We don't have to bury the beginning of the month. Uh, SummerSlam is this Saturday. There will be a post show on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Uh, I believe it's Denise. Is it Denise and Phil? Denise and Phil, yes. Denise and Phil. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because Denise decided uh, she'd rather go to the Taylor Swift concerts instead of fair. I and I, I'm not. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that's what she decided to do. Uh, so she'll be uh, in her place. And uh, Phil will be filling in for Sean Rossap, who is in Detroit, getting all the scoops, getting all the media and all the interviews. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, we'll have a post show on uh, the main channel. And for now, we have uh, we can talk a little bit about SummerSlam. Listen, everyone and their dog is doing a SummerSlam preview. So, I mean, what's what's standing out to you most on the SummerSlam card? Is is there a main event other than the five main events they've already called? <laughs> I feel like we've talked a lot about SummerSlam and the build and everything. I mean, we don't have to do predictions. I feel like we've kind of done that too. Um, I mean, sadly, sadly, the the big story, the big discourse is what's not on the card. Because, and we talked a little bit about this on, on Wednesday, but I like this card. I think every match has some some type of stake. I think every match has some type of urgency to it. I think every match has been built and feels important. I know Drew said that he wishes they had more time for him and Gunther to to build that up because it's largely money in the bank confrontation. Set it up. Drew missed a couple of weeks of, of television because he's uh, got got other commitments and everything. But Drew is a credible enough challenger and. Gunther's reign is Gunther's reign. It's one of the top reigns uh, out there. So it, it it's had that build going for it. And it does feel like a big match. Um, yes, the SummerSlam Battle Royal, I understand, or the Slim Jim SummerSlam Battle Royal. I understand why people might be upset about that. They're getting paid a boatload of money I was to gonna do that thing. The so. biggest brand sponsorship deal ever in wrestling is how they touted it. And it's a multi, you know, multi-platform, multi uh event deal i think they said does it go into wrestlemania 40 yeah, yeah so that's a big deal that they're doing and a lot of money that they're getting i get it i understand why some people are upset that certain matches are not on the car but the battle royal is i just see it as like y'all just pulled a boatload of cash and hopefully that looks good you know to, to when the hiring freeze is over bring in a couple more people but also I, it's a capitalist society so probably not <laughs> I think the you know, we talked about this on on Wednesday and they never advertised these matches, Trish and Becky being the biggest one. They never advertised for SummerSlam. Yet we all thought it was gonna be on SummerSlam. That was the reported plans, and as we know, plans change. I'm sympathetic towards Trish and Becky if they were told the plan is SummerSlam. If they were told, yes, we got you penciled in for SummerSlam, that's where this is going to go. That's where this is going to conclude. And then that got yanked from them. And the same thing with Rhea. Rhea's on, on social, talking about like getting ready for SummerSlam media appearances type of thing. Like if these women were told, yeah, we got you planned here. This is where we're going. This is where things are going to end. Again, I'm sure they understand plans change. It doesn't make an easy pill to swallow. If like, ah, oh, well, especially when you're talking about big shows, if it's like, oh, this is planned for raw. And then it gets cut a little bit from raw, like, like Trish or uh, not Trish, Becky and Bailey, when that had to take a cut because of um, what, what have the, the tribal, the tribal court thing went five you know, hours. Bailey and Shotzi. 
it was Bailey and Shotzi for the shot at the Money in the Bank uh, match. That got cut. I'm talking about Trish and Bailey. That was supposed to be the cage match. Oh right, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. that was way back. The, yeah, I, I understand. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Bailey and Shotzi got cut, which was a weird that that was a weird call overall. And like, yeah, they announced that Bailey was doing local promotion for that match, and then it got cut, and then they just did it the following week. Um, yeah. Look, when this stuff gets cut, if they are told they're supposed to be on this card, it sucks. It a hundred percent sucks. And it is a much bigger deal that it is something like SummerSlam. And it's not like, okay, we're just going to cut you off of SmackDown. Or we're going to cut your time off of raw. We will do our best to make it up. And in these cases, they have made it up to them. We, we've seen where it has been made up, but it's, it's a lot tougher pill to swallow when you're getting cut from a major show like SummerSlam and then you're just getting put on Raw. I know your your argument, and I think there's some merit to it, of like you'd rather have 15 minutes on Raw in a potential main event than eight minutes on SummerSlam. And maybe that's true. Maybe as fans, we, we think that's true of like, yeah, I'd rather this 15-minute match on Raw than an eight-minute match on SummerSlam. From a performer perspective, maybe they would be like, I'll take eight minutes on SummerSlam because that's a big stadium show. I get new gear. I get, it feels like a bigger moment than like, hey, I was just on an episode of Raw and we got a little bit longer. So I think I kind of went fan perspective big on Wednesday of kind of explaining why I wasn't upset about that, but still understanding why other fans would be. Performer perspective is obviously much different and I'm much more sympathetic to that position with everything that goes into it. Yeah. And that's very fair. And again, I, I understand and I see both sides. I can only give you a fan perspective because I'm not actively speaking to these people about what they would like to be doing or what they would prefer. I know that some of them are kind of hinting at stuff on socials, but again, sometimes workers work. I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to say they're lying, but like, it's wrestling. It, you know, we all know what this place is. So maybe maybe they're not okay with it. It's entirely possible. Maybe they weren't okay with it, but now they're like, okay, we're actually going to be made whole on Raw in two weeks or payback in four weeks, whenever it is. So yeah, I, I get I get what you're saying. I get both sides. I still I still sit on the side of like, I'd rather them stretch this out for a little bit. I'd rather them give a couple more weeks and then have a big blow off that the focus is on them all night. Show me clips leading up to the match. Show me, you know, get a little hotter before we go out there. Because my feeling was like Becky and Trish going on between Gunter and Drew and, you know, or or, or going because it would probably be after the Seth match or before the Seth match. But my point being like, but between title matches, it's a cool down match. In the flow of the card, Becky and Trish would be considered a cooldown match because the other two matches that would be, you know, proceed and proceed it would be big title matches. So I'd rather see them on their own, on a big scale, doing their thing and getting the crowd hot. Does it have to be a cooldown match? You can book it to where it's not. Like, but then you run the risk of like the rest of the card. What do you do with it? Because again, looking at the card, like there's a lot of. There are a lot of matches that are hot, you know? There are a lot of matches that are going to come in hot or at least have had a hot build to it. I'm trying to pull up the card that's not like random website XYZ. There we go. Uh, like Cody and Brock, you know it's going to be a match. Like you know sh- stuff's going to happen. Rollins and Balor, there's a big story there. 
Uh, women's triple threat match, same thing. Like there's going, you can't, and you can't just have one women's match after the other. It just doesn't feel like that's not how they book traditionally. Uh, travel combat's going to be the main event. But you can, but you can do that. Like I understand that's not how they do it traditionally, but that doesn't mean they can't do that. But it messes with the flow. And I would argue that lately, especially in the last year, the flow a lot of these pay-per-views, lives PLEs, have been a lot better because of the way that they're seeing how these matches are structured or how these stories are structured. Ricochet Logan Paul is a very different match than that's opening. Rollins we know that's Paul. opening. Well, yeah, we know. I, and I and again, I, I know you talked about it with uh, with Jensen yesterday that like Logan Paul basically said, you know, I'm opening the show because I'm going to go off to Dallas and corner my brother that night. Sure, whatever, that's fine. That's a hot open too. Like that's going to yeah. be a really good match. Uh, but it's but it is a categorically different match than Gunter and Drew McIntyre, which is going to be a meaty men match. You know, Logan Paul and Ricochet is going to be a flippy match. There's just the way I look at the card. I'm like, this is a very I see what the flow is and I don't know where Becky and Trish works because they are also a, a really intense feud that needs their spots. And I don't know where that spot is on this card, given what I'm looking at. I would honestly, I think Logan Paul screws up the flow because I would open with, um, I would open with Becky and Trish. Honestly, that's where I would go with it. But Logan Paul has to open because he's got to make a flight out to Dallas. Load up the jet. But also, you know, this is my my impact brain where if you announce there's an Ultimate X match, what's the opening match? It's Ultimate X. And what is the Ultimate X match? It is always the high-flying, crazy, flippy-do match. Whereas, you know, and that's what this is. That's what Ricochet and Logan Paul is. So for me, I'm like, oh yeah, no, this makes sense. You start hot. Becky and Trish is more of a methodical, uh, I don't want to call it a blood feud, but like it is an intense feud. And to me, it's not an opening match on the event uh, type of matchup. To me, that's they a open, They opened with Becky and Bianca last year. Yeah, they did. And it was a, world, it was a women's world title match. So for me, yeah. they opened with the title match. The title, was, the title was important enough that it didn't mean that the match... Was a like it didn't feel like a blood feud those two had. They had a feud. Do not get me wrong, but like this is Becky and Trish hate each other. Becky and and Bianca didn't like each other, and they wanted the title. This isn't about the title. Yeah, Becky and Trish. This is about Becky wanting to get at Trish because Trish has been you know after Becky and goading her and treating her like garbage. Like this is this is a personal feud. A personal feud needs a personal blow off, not a title match. Okay. But I mean, Becky and Bianca was about the title, but that was a pretty personal match given the history between those two. And we're talking with Trish and Becky, arguably, maybe inarguably, the two most popular women all time in WWE. Yeah. And again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to debate that. I agree with you wholeheartedly. That, and again, Rhea not being on the card is also very strange to me. I can only speak to like what I'm seeing on this eight-match card, what, why it makes sense to me, and why I am okay with them pushing it till later. Uh, this is, yeah, that, that's, again, just how I see it. 
Joel, put on your your WWE hat. Take a knee. Do, do the fist. Do your stand up. No, the guy who does that, we don't talk to him anymore. We for don't talk for WWE bit here because uh, you are you're completely on the side of uh, Paul Levesque and cutting Stop Trish it. and Becky off Stop of this it. show. No, I'm not. We talked about this. I would <laughs> rather have it at payback in a steel cage. And okay, the. This is theoretically, if they do that, yes, I I'm I'm for it, and maybe this is a let it play out moment. But this is your fantasy booking idea, and this is not what they could actually do. The end result of this could legitimately just be fifteen minutes, ten o'clock segment on Raw. They might not even get the main event. We don't know. That could be the end result of this, and if it is, it's not going to look great. In hindsight, if they get the main event, if they get the main event spot on Raw and they get 15 minutes, maybe again, a fan perspective can be okay. That, that's fine. That's this is better than eight minutes on on SummerSlam. I'm happy with this. If they do extend it to payback, do a big stipulation, cool. Then maybe people won't be as upset. Again, performer's perspective, you'd probably rather be performing in a stadium than in Pittsburgh, but. Fan perspective, I, I understand maybe that's a satisfying conclusion. But that's speculation and fantasy booking on our part. It could very well just be, it could be an eight-minute match on Raw, 9.30. We don't know. And if that's the case, this looks like shit. 9.23, Jeremy. That's what we do, 9.23 in this realm. And you're right. It could very well be that. You're, you Listen, we've talked about expectation setting, fantasy booking, and the likes. And yeah, we know that. It's two weeks away in Winnipeg, not Toronto, which is where Trish is from and has already commented on socials about how she's so upset about that. And that's kind of why I'm like, they're going to, that's why I feel like a screwy finish is afoot for this match. Uh, or, or it could be not, you know, it could not end that way. It could be Becky and Trish have a match in Winnipeg and Becky wins and she throws Trish in a giant trash compactor. Na, 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 hey, 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 goodbye. While Vince McMahon is laid up at home on painkillers, just being like, huh. That sounds familiar. <laughs> or they blow it off or they don't blow it off and it continues on. I, I would prefer the latter. I won't be upset with the former as long as the match is good, the crowd is hot, and the experience is, you know, satisfying. But I don't know if that's going to be that way. I don't know if it would have been that way if they ran the match tomorrow night at SummerSlam. I don't know how I would have felt. Because, again, I'm looking at a card that is, to me, Pretty well balanced. Okay, you're wrong. Good job. Why Soul Blade says, would Hunter elevate Trisha Becky over anything else on Raw as the main event? I mean, it, it depends on what else you have for that Raw, but like I could see, I, no no offense to, to Sammy and Seth and Balor and stuff like, it could have headlined this past Monday's Raw over that Judgment Day pairing match that I feel like I've seen 300 times like it's going to depend on what's coming out of SummerSlam right like we don't know SummerSlam seems to be a blow-off point for some of these feuds so what's Cody doing after SummerSlam what's Seth doing what's Judgment Day doing and they don't have to do necessarily a match they can do a segment in the middle of the show they can do a match to, to start the show or in the middle of the show and you can do Trish and and Becky as the main event. So yes, you can elevate them over anything else going on on raw because they have earned that spot. And because it's not that nothing is hot, not hot 
on Raw, but you book the card. You put the card together. If you're gonna, if you want to put them in the main event, put them in the main event. Or Sammy and KO are in the main event because it's Winnipeg, <laughs> and that could be a possibility too. Like I don't. Again, we don't know Kevin Owens' injury status and everything, but that's it's possible that Sammy and Kevin are main event that show. I but it would make sense for Trish and Becky to have that main event spot on that show. Unless you're going to go another screwy finish and extend it a couple weeks into payback with, with the stipulation, which, all right, fine. We, we will see how this plays out. Let it play out is the, is the big thing. Okay. Rephrase. Do you trust Hunter to elevate them over everything else? Um, not necessarily. I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. I don't, I don't, because I don't trust I don't trust anybody. Uh, no, I, I don't know who who is worth being trusted in this case. Uh, yeah, L- listen, the MMA rules matches there, the women's championship matches there. Those are two categorically different matches in themselves. Again, like Rousey and Baszler is a blood feud match waiting to happen, right? And Rousey is a bigger deal hypothetically than Becky and Trish. Yeah. She isn't, but she, again, yeah, it's hypothetically. I'm not, believe me, I'm not saying she is. In WWE's mind, she is. It's and a blood feud, it, it's a blood, but it's MMA rules. I, I tweeted this. Shayna should win in five seconds with a flying knee into the match. Get, get Rousey out of there. It's an MMA rules match. You can do what you want with it and people are going to buy it. People pop and then you can do Trish and Becky right after that. You just saw this cool knockout and everything, and now you're going into Trish and Becky, who are going to give you a, a more traditional style wrestling match. And yeah, I, I don't love that. I don't. Okay. The crowd will. Why would the crowd be okay with like a five second knockout? And then like this is the one th- this is why I'm not an MMA fan, by the way. I if I pay X amount of money to go sit at a, at a UFC event and it ends like that, buddy, I am not interested in waiting for 20 you minutes are... to hear someone talk about their five second knockout be like, Oh, it was a tough fight. I had him right at the beginning. Can't believe I won. Uh, uh, but I'm a champion now. And that's pretty great. Uh, uh, anything else you want to talk about Joe Rogan? Can I be on your podcast? Like, I don't give a shit. I don't. You're the minority, so you'd rather watch them just do an MMA rules match? Just, hey, let's do some grappling and let's act like these submissions are not going to immediately tap us out type of thing, and let's fake strike each other. What I expect to see. I, I know. My money's worth. My money's worth do not include a, you know... You're not paying for this match. You're not paying for this match. But what if someone is? We had the same conversation about Becky and Trish. What if someone was paying to go see this match and it's not happening? What if someone's paying to see Rousey and Baszler and it ends like that? Well, MMA rules was just decided on this past week and the event's already been sold out. If it's MMA rules, they should expect a quick knockout. That's what happened. That's the point of MMA. You, When you pay for an MMA fight, for a UFC fight you are paying for the potential of a quick knockout. And you know what people love, Joel Pearl? You know what they love? They love the quick knockouts. They love Masvidal running across the cage and hitting Ben Askren with a flying knee in six seconds. I also love watching that on streamable for free when I don't have to pay for the event. You're a peacock! 
You, it's basically free. I'm not on Peacock, and I do have to pay for the event. I pay. It's basically free, and you're getting the rest of the card that is great stuff up and down, where you know it's going to be longer matches and stuff. It's Those... MMA rules. You should you you should expect something like this potentially happening. If it, if you were talking about Cody and Brock, and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to pay for an 18 minute match, and it goes two minutes because Brock knocks him out in two minutes, then okay, maybe you're a little bit upset about that. It's MMA rules. You've got to understand that quick knockouts happen. And if they do that, I honestly think that would be brilliant. I think that'd be a great use of the actual MMA rules instead of, hey, let's do kind of a work shoot type of fight type of thing. So remember how on Wednesday you talked to me about how there probably won't be blood because their striking game is not what they're known for. They're known for their ground game. They're good for their submissions. Uh, That's a very anticlimactic opening 10 seconds if you tap somebody out right away. I'm not saying tap out. I said flying knee knockout. Who's doing that? Because you just told me last Shayna. week. Shayna. Shayna. Is that part of her arsenal? Is that something that we're used to? Is that something that we see? Yeah, she uses the knee in matches, Joel. Watch the product. I do watch the product. I don't see her using a flying knee right off the bat to try and knock somebody out ever. Because it's not MMA rules in those matches. This is MMA rules. And she knows Ronda Rousey's a grappler and is probably going to try to take her down. I think you're thinking. So she uses, she combats that with a flying knee. Derek Lewis, that you don't think of him using a flying knee in fights. That's what he opened up this last fight with. And you know what happened? He knocked the guy down and swarmed him and he beat the shit out of him on the ground. And then he took his pants off and he went, I'm not taking my pants, and he crotch chopped people and he said his balls were hot and he was the biggest thing on the show. Please keep your pants on. That's all I'm asking. Last MMA match I seen, Shayna was her fight against Cyborg, and it was a rough watch. I expect this to be a simulated fight between these two women as an MMA simulation. Same as what they did in AEW when Jake Hager did whatever that was in the cage. Don't even remember who the opponent was anymore because I just didn't care. He did the roundabout DDT thing, uh, or I don't even remember anymore, but it happened. In Daly's place during the pandemic. I remember Aubrey was the uh, was the referee. And that made me laugh. But anyway, I just I don't expect much in terms of this match. It's just it's gonna be a simulated MMA wrestling show. That's it. Okay, and that might take the crowd down because hey, we're gonna do this simulated fight, and then hey, here's this submission type of thing, and then you could come out with Trish and Becky. I, again, why? <laughs> it's just there's no reason. There why is... not? <sighs> why not give you the two biggest stars in women's history after you watch this simulated fight between one person who you want to leave the company, who you've had no use for, who you've been booing at every single turn? Why not bring out the two biggest stars in women's history? Because you've got Ronda Rousey who may be leaving, but they still want to get her blow off to be something of a central piece on the show. Okay, so you do the blow-off, and then you bring out Trish and Becky. Great, and Trish is also planning on being on the out with this match. So you're going to do, oh, Ronda Rousey loses, Ronda's gone. Okay, here comes Trish. Trish loses. Okay, Trish is probably gone. We don't know Trish is gone. We don't know Ronda's gone, but the point is, within the confines of this discussion, because we read all of this news and reporting. Okay, but however many people are in Ford Field, don't read all of this stuff. I've had this conversation with you before with the setting expectations. It's the same, again, same situation. If Rousey's done, 
And then let's say Trish is done. Why would you have them both finish on the same night? Why would it make sense to do that? What if Trish is not done? I don't think I've heard nothing that Trish has actually done. She's been there for a lot of these shows. Uh, she might continue to do these shows. I have not heard anything that, oh, this is it for Trish. The feeling was that once this story ends with Becky, it's wrapped up in a bow and we don't see Trish again. For The feeling was this, this match is going to be on SummerSlam and that feeling changed. Yeah, well, it's not on the card anymore. And that's exactly so. Maybe Trish is sticking around because she's having fun and she wants to stay around because she's I paired with Zoe highly, Stark. Highly doubt that's what it is. I think at one point, Zoe, how do you know her own? And that'll be that. And how do we know Rhonda's leaving? Right? How do we know Rhonda's leaving? She might be sticking around. At least the, there's a little bit more of a feeling from the hardcore fans that she is is gone. And so maybe she does get the na na na, hey hey hey, goodbye treatment. It'd honestly be great if after she taps out to Shayna Baszler, she's walking up the ramp, and then here comes, whoa, Becky, walking right by her and just giving her a little peace out, see you later, you knobhead. And uh, She called her something like that, right? Rondi, Ronnie, she calls her Ronnie. Called her Ronnie, yeah. Yeah, Ronnie, get out of here, Ronnie. Yeah, and then you have people on the internet being like, oh, we're going to do this match, that's the WrestleMania main event, Ronda's coming back. Maybe it will be, maybe it will be. Maybe that'll be the WrestleMania main event the same way Trish and Becky are, will headline payback in a cage match, Joel. Yeah, well, right now they're going to headline or at least be on Raw, and that's the way it is. She's going to cry when she gets to the car. She's going to have blood on her face, and then Vince McMahon, who's not actually there, is going to hug her and say, you're the best decision I've ever made. Shout out to you if you understand that reference. I will cook straight cooking, Joel Pearl. Cooking, absolutely. You're stirring him up, angry you're in a pot. No, you're boiling his ass. And you get the match I want. Uh, who gives a shit? Go watch the show. You'll all enjoy it. I swear to God, we'll be okay. We'll make it another day. I promise. We will make it through SummerSlam. We'll be entertained. We'll laugh. We'll cry. We'll kiss our five bucks goodbye. It's simple as that. No one's getting cooked. No, Joel, you're paying so much money. You're paying so much money. You want I a great simulated fight month. between Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. It's I'm paying all this money. Yeah, I'm paying. I don't money. want a five-second KO. I don't. I think it's silly. I think an MMA fight in a WWE world doesn't include a five-second KO, especially so maybe for Ronda don't, Baszler. Maybe don't have this match on this show then. Maybe this should have been on Raw. Sure, why not? Put it wherever you want. You could have put it in the parking lot of your local Denny's on a Thursday. I don't give a shit. It's on the card. <laughs> it's just there. So we can get angry about the card, or we can talk about the card itself and what you know what looks good. Or we can continue complaining to the void. Why doesn't WWE put the match I wanted on the card? Who gives a shit? It's not on the card. We talked about it already. And I'm telling you why it could have been on the card and why your reasoning for the flow and stuff doesn't need to happen. Doesn't why can't I have an opinion about the flow of a card or about why I think you can, no one said you couldn't because now you're sitting here being like, Oh, he's cooking him. Get him, get him. And you're just like, yeah, I'm cooking him. It's good. It's like, why pile on on that shit? Why can't I have fun and say that you're getting cooked? We're not allowed to have fun here. We don't have fun. You're getting stirred up, Joel. You're getting, you're getting cooked, served, well done, fed, fed to the world, feeding, feeding children with the, what I'm doing to you right now. Put it on a McGriddle and tell the world, tell <laughs> the world what's for lunch. McGriddles are good. I would love that. I had one last week on this show. What's that? 
I said I, I, I had one last week That's on right. this show. Did you? I know you had the hash brown. I don't. I don't remember yeah, which. I one. had the McGriddle. Watch the product. <laughs> I know. I, the last thing I'm doing is watching back our show. God well, bless. Watching back, show. you're there allegedly. Pay allegedly. attention to the show you're on. Uh, no, I'm the idiot who has two 32 inch monitors in front of him at all times. Uh, that sounds not great. Oh, uh, whatever. It used to be three, not 32 inch monitors, three different monitors. But yeah, now it's just two 32s. It's a lot. It's a lot of screen real estate, Jeremy. It's a lot. Whose decision is this? It was mine because they were so cheap. Anyway, uh, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Balor going to win the title, finally? Mm. Seven-year bitch? How about... <laughs> How about Trish and Becky for the world championship? <laughs> How about Trish comes out during this match? and beats up Seth, and then Becky comes out and saves, and then we do a mixed tag team match. And then Rhea gets involved, and Raquel jumps in there as well. And then everybody gets on the card. Uh, I think Seth I think, I think Seth wins. I, I'm not mad. Balor's gotten a lot of steam behind him. I'm not mad if Balor wins. And then Judgment Day has all the, all the, all the gimmicks there, but I think Seth wins. Yeah, I get it. I don't hate the idea of Finn eking out a victory, though. And then, like we talked about on Wednesday, being like, you know, yeah, I won the big one. And then while well, looking over his shoulder, because the last time he won the big one, he was like, uh, shit, I have to give up the big one. So I'm, I'm intrigued in this match. I didn't think I would be because it's a rematch. And uh, now that you have, you know, the Damian Priest money in the bank uh, edition, now that he's more firmly entrenched as money in the bank holder, you could, uh, you could tell some good stories. We'll see where that goes. Uh, and then Cody and Brock, uh, we're expecting, uh, expecting Cody here. Going to win. Going to overcome that adversity. Gonna tell a little story. Gonna get rolling on part two of his American Nightmare documentary over on uh, Peacock. I don't know how much longer you're going with the. the I didn't want to keep going. My voice is shot. I can't go that high today. Okay. Uh, Brock should beat him in five seconds with a flying knee. (laughs) I saw you start that shit with Jensen. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to get into that again. Amazing. I need Bray. Where's my man Bray coming out at the end of this match? That's so, what we that's what we need. Do you really see a world where I mean, okay. Could it make sense to do Bray and Cody? Yes, because A, they're pally pals. They would probably work well with each other uh creatively, so to speak. But then you gotta ring the bell. And is that something you're really, really wanting to see? You're asking the wrong. You know, you're asking the wrong person. I am that question. This question, Joel yes. Pearl. Yes, I am regretting it. Bray Wyatt flash knee five seconds into the match. <laughs> Bray and Cody sounds like the greatest program in the history of the universe to me. It sounds like the greatest match in the history of the universe to me. I don't care if it's good. I don't care if it's bad. It sounds fantastic to me when they ring the bell. Because they're just going to do shit. I hope it's the most wacky, over-the-top match in the entire world. Cody in the cinematic Braveverse? That's all I want. The, the adversity he can overcome in the funhouse? This, uh, this is right up my alley. You call yourself the American Nightmare Man. Well, I am your worst nightmare. Run. And then Cody's just like, I'm not running anywhere. And then the crowd's like, oh. And then Brandy comes out. And Brandy gets involved against Uncle Howdy. 
now we're now we're booking the territory. This is all I want. This sounds amazing. Who told you it was open nightmare, Mike? I don't know. I don't even know what you said. Who told you it was open mic night, bitch? Well, yeah, but you got to do the American nightmare. You call yourself the nightmare? Well, I'm the bitch mare. I don't even know what she would be calling This sounds awful. Stop it. Do not cut Brandy promos. Brandy is on a level of of her own. She does not need anybody trying to tell her what to say because it is not open Mike Knight bitch. Brandy is the only person who could cut a Brandy promo. Nah. I do love this, though. Finn brings in Cole Brigham. He had Finn Jews. <laughs> you got to do just five Jews. That's a... Oh, we're yeah. still doing that. We're still yeah. we're still waiting for the day where we can get just five Jews. Good luck. We're doing it, Max. Max, yeah. come back, baby. Come back and form just five Jews. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, and then, of course, Roman Reigns and uh, Jey Uso. That's the, we'll just wrap up with that because, I mean, SmackDown is happening tonight, but, like... Let's yeah, go home SmackDown. Really what's going on? Yeah. Uh, what do we think? This is the Tribal Combat match. Uh, last Friday, there were no three title Romans coming out. But then on the Stephen A. Smith hot take show, suddenly Paul was back with all the titles. So I guess I don't even know what happened there. I'd love to know why Paul didn't come out with both titles on uh, Friday last week. What happened was they had an ESPN appearance and they said, wait, we can get the WWE logo three times on this table sitting here. That's <laughs> definitely what we want to do. Bring them back. That's what happened there. Um, I'm not reading too much into the lack of titles and stuff. We'll see if they're there. On so- we'll see if Roman's even on SmackDown. Usually they advertise them and they're not even advertising them for this one. Jay's supposed to be there. Look, I, I think you could probably... I think this will probably be one of the better Roman matches and I'm not even down on like Roman matches or anything, but we we talked about this coming out of money in the bank. The first half of the match is just, it's there. It is what it is because the second half is when everything really starts to pick up and when they start doing the cinema stuff, but because this is tribal combat and they can use weapons and gimmicks and stuff. You're not going to see Roman. I I don't think uh, sit in a headlock and, start shit talking while while he's got jay in, in the side headlock or anything you you might see him beating him with kendo stick and shit talking which is completely fine and at least keeps the action moving a little bit looking forward to it i yeah there i'm sure there will be a ref bump there i don't think jay uso's winning but i did say this on on spotlight of the fact that they they've had this long title reign with roman and over the past calendar year this is the fourth super credible challenger on a very big stage where it's like, oh man, this person should win. This person can win is, is a good credit to them. I don't think Jay's winning, but there is certainly merit to him winning this match. Roman is not scheduled for tonight. I'm looking at his, uh, the post that he okay. made back at the end of May where he Roman had all scheduled for none of these shows. No, no, no. I went back. Cause it said, I was like, you know, has he made any extra appearances on top of all of these June through August? So he has all of his appearances uh, until Detroit on Saturday. And last one was New Orleans, which was he was he was at the show. So, uh, yeah, there's nothing until Detroit on Saturday night. So probably just Jay. And then, of course, Paul Heyman will come out and do his shtick and maybe he'll get kicked again, and, and Jay's on top. Who knows? Uh, either way, we got that, and then we got uh, Seamus and Ellie Knight for Battle Royal Momentum. 
I love that Roman people, people are kind of theorizing that maybe Jay is winning because Roman ain't advertised for payback, no mercy, survivor series, none of this stuff. They'll I don't think that let that out later. Yeah. I don't think that means he's not going to be on any of these shows, especially something like survivor series. Like I, unless he's got like a really good reason to miss that show. That's obviously a big show for them. I imagine he'll be part of that show. Uh, I don't think Jay's winning, but if he does, Awesome. I'm for it. It makes sense for the story. It just, it doesn't feel like this is the conclusion of everything. It just doesn't feel that way. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, the Cody Rhodes because he also posts the where you can find me in August. He's everywhere. So he actually updated his and he, he really is. It's like Detroit and then like raw, raw, super show, super show, raw, super show, super show. Like he's, he's on every show. So that's just the way it is with him. Uh, but yeah, he, listen, I don't think that Jay's going to win this match. Uh, he could buy some DQ thing and nothing happens, but he takes the the Ulafala and is just like, oh, I won. But it's no disqualification, so it doesn't matter. <clears throat> some score. Jimmy here. come back. We get Jimmy return here. I could see it. They got to tease something with Jimmy. Is he going to align with his brother or is he going to suddenly turn again and join Roman? Probably wouldn't want Ooh, to. I don't like that. Neither do I. I don't want them to do it. Uh, I'd rather just be like, the Usos are back. He, he super kicks his brother by accident on his return. And Roman's just like, thanks, Zeus. And he gets the pin, and that's that. Isn't tribal combat, isn't the whole bit, like it's no DQ? No family allowed. Yeah, family's not allowed to get involved. Yeah, it seems that way. That's the way they played it up. They haven't really explained much other than no disqualification and no family. Right. Let's have the entire family show up. My, uh, bring out quiche. Bring out big quiche, baby. Big referee quiche. They have a they have a referee jersey that big. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Put a couple together and put it together for him. Uh, Oscar Belair and Flair one stop before SummerSlam. Cool. All right, they'll have a face to face to face. And someone hashtag bow down. Hashtag bow down. You don't think Bianca's going to lay everyone out and be like, I'm I'm going to win? Maybe, but hashtag bow down forever and always. Bye, mommy. Hashtag get us out of here, Jeremy Lambert. Plug stuff. I don't have anything to plug. Um. Oh, I guess I kind of do. Monday will be on the main channel, youtube.com slash Fightful. Schedule be joined by by Haley, who did a run-in on today's show. We will talk about the fall from SummerSlam. We'll talk about Collision. We'll talk about everything else that there is to talk about coming off of this this weekend. And then, because it, it kind of slows, allegedly, for a couple of weeks until August 27th, uh, I, I, I just collapse into a pit of my own despair. No. That's what we're building towards, everybody. Watch me melt down day by day on this show in preparation for August 27th. I mean, at least we're doing some long-term storytelling, right? Uh, you know I'm great at that on these shows. I, I always make sure that there's good storytelling, and I always make sure that we pay off on our angles. Uh, speaking of Haley, she just uh, sent out that the rap on the junket, it's over, and that she has interviews with Zoe Stark, Shayna Baszler, Finn Balor, and Baron Corbin coming soon. So... Keep it locked. Sean's doing a whole bunch, including one that he's uh, sending to me imminently. Very, look, very much looking forward to it. Uh, I told as- Sean, I told Sean, ask yeah. Shayna Baszler to open tomorrow with a flying knee. So okay. I do wonder if he, if he asked that question. I'm sure he didn't, but let's just say that he did. Either way. Wait a second. He may have. He, he's got a, he's, him and Shayna uh, do some friendly banter. And the best pals now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 
Uh, people did ask us, and I, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like seem like we ignore the chat. I hope people don't know that. Uh, it was they asked us what we were doing AEW talk, and I know you're trying to wrap up. I apologize, but our chat is also very important. Um, about Nick Wayne and that segment with Swerve, people asked us to talk about that before we got into SummerSlam, and we didn't. So I do want to make sure we mention that. I love that segment. Uh, I think Nick Wayne should have some security or something. Maybe don't be training in, in your garage alone with people. You know, you're an AEW person now. You're making AEW money. Get get yourself some friends who, who are around at all times. What are you doing training alone either? What are you learning alone? Just running the ropes back and forth? Have somebody in there who, who you can actually, who you're working with, and then you won't get attacked like that. I felt bad for Nick Wayne. That kid's 18 and just getting moxley cut uh, immediately on AEW television. But I thought Swerve and AR Fox were great in that. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good segment. Really much looking forward to AR Fox's development under this uh, upgraded character. I'm hoping that they do a lot with him. Swerve obviously has a lot of really good ideas. Param with Darby uh, on the other side. And, and there's some there's some really good stuff happening. Nick Wayne is in good hands right now for his uh, his debut feud in AEW. Yeah, that was a really good segment. Uh, a lot of just, a lot of Moxley blood. Good for them. Mox was just like, yeah, I won't need it. And then they, they actually just took Moxley's blood in a vial and just spilled it around Nick Wayne. That's how it happened. Yeah, Moxley's going through tax and all that stuff in that match. He, Moxley's going to do Moxley things. That's, that's the charm. Good for him. Good for Moxley. We'll be back on Monday. Haley will be here from Tag Talk talking about SummerSlam. We'll have plenty to talk about on SummerSlam. Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Kate and I are back. We've had a couple of spotty weeks. She's been out. I've been out. Cresta came in one week and filled in. That was fun. Uh, but we'll be back. Joel and Kate at 8 on Sunday. We'll talk about SummerSlam and I'm sure a whole slew of other stuff as we do. I'm at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we are here in the weeds at 10 a.m. Eastern to come and join us because you never know who's going to pop by, mostly because we don't either. Till then, ladies and gentlemen, friends behind the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers.